0: to the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods, episode number 43, the Villains episode. Uh, I am your host, Rob. Joining me tonight is Kenny.
1: I'm back, baby! <laughs> TJ.
0: And <laughs> as loud as ever. Cad.
2: Hi! Jada. Hello! And Aaron. Hola!
0: So, very nice. We have another, you know, three and three split. I love when we get these two uh, pen out this way. So, uh, I gotta say off the bat, um, I'm very sorry we didn't get to do a spoiler cast episode that we said we were going to for The Last Jedi uh, I had my surgery since the last episode, and that kind of put a wrench in plans.
2: <laughs> excuses, so, excuses. Yes. Uh,
0: but if we get around to it, maybe we'll still try to do a small something sometime soon. So, before it comes out on Blu-ray and VOD and all that jazz. So, uh, But without further ado, let's get into this episode for tonight. And the way we start that off is the same way we start every other show. And with this question, tonight would be this... Would you rather be the sidekick to a hero or the minion of a villain? And just a preface for everybody: No, this doesn't mean you can kill the villain or the hero or the hero and become <laughs> the new hero or villain. Uh, if you pretty much kill another sidekick or another minion, the other one that's better will take that place, and you stay the minion or the sidekick. So, um, so let's start with
2: Eric. <laughs> I just want to be a minion,
3: like a minion, a yellow
2: minion with glasses and go, banana. That's that's (laughs) terrible. So actually that's kind of a minion of both because Gru was a villain and then Gru turned good. There you go.
0: But they just stayed minions.
4: Pretty much. It was hero minions (laughs) versus hero. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Uh, TJ. Do I get to pick the universe where I'm a henchman? You can do with anyone that you want. Excellent. Uh, the, while very few people will know know this reference, I will be a henchman in the Nodwick universe. Oh,
3: <laughs> Nodwick. I'm
4: sorry, it's been a long time. So. Uh, it's a webcomic by the by a guy named Aaron Williams. Highly recommended. It. It's nodwick.com. I love um that. It is uh, in their universe, the henchmen get life life insurance plans and uh, <laughs> That's and other plan, such sorry. details. Uh, good get, dental plan, things like that. Good dental plan, yeah. Uh, good okay. life insurance plan is cyanide, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's still, It's still a plan. Yeah, it's, it's better prophecy. than what I've got now, so you know. <laughs> um, Kat.
5: um, I would rather be a sidekick to the hero, so the hero could be like the super preachy good one, and then I could make snarky comments from the side. It's perfect for me.
0: Kind of yeah. like the... Yeah. Does puns aplenty, kind yes. of from the sideline, like I will gladly
5: be an obnoxious Robin. I'm totally cool with this. <laughs>
6: Actually, I was going to say the same exact thing. Like again, you and I are far too similar to be even sitting next to each other. Um, but yeah, I would probably want to be the uh, sidekick to a villain and make like snarky, snide comments and 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 kick butt. Um, if I was to be a henchman, I would honestly want to be a henchman in the like Doctor Venture universe. Because they also have like a henchman's guild, like if you like the monarch and all of his little like butterfly. You'd be like henchmen. number eighty six. Yes, you know? they have they have some pretty good things going. Okay,
1: this one hundred percent surprised me. I was sitting here racking my brain trying to think of why anyone would choose henchman over sidekick to a hero. If you're the henchman, we've all seen that the henchman get beat up mercilessly, horribly. <laughs> the, the villain's going to treat you poorly if you go out in public oh. and people know you're a villain. People are going <laughs> to avoid you. No one likes you when you're the when you're the sidekick's hero. You can walk into the sandwich shop and they're like, hey, thank you for saving the city. Here's a free hoagie. People yeah, but, will love you.
4: But sidekicks don't get Only in don't Philly don't are they, they going to offer insurance.
1: you a free hoagie, though. Yeah, Why true. do you think sidekicks don't get health insurance?
4: Have you seen how many Bat- Robins Batman's gone through? No! <laughs> but well, until they, do they died, <laughs> but
1: until they died, they went to the hospital and Superman they
4: got lost care si- of... Superman lost the sidekick to time and doesn't even remember him. It happens all the time to heroes. I don't
6: know. I, I got
4: a health pick. plan as a henchman.
6: Honestly, mm-hmm. I, think, I think I think sidekicks though. and henchmen are kind of interchangeable in that respect. Like, well, no, heroes no, go through a lot of them.
4: Side, sidekicks, I normally get names. Henchmen hmm. are just like... If I can just stay back here, I'll also get us a jail term. You know, I think I'm going to go with uh, being
0: a minion or a henchman. I think the reason being, and it's not just because of that, but I think the other things that you can do is kind of like, you know, it might get you killed, but you can be like, boss, I think this is a really bad plan. Uh, you're starting to monologue, and I think you need to wrap this up quickly. You know, be able to point out this could be a mistake, or we maybe have not thought this plan very well through. Silence, minion! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that's what it would be. I'm like, okay. Or if if I get beat up and I didn't throw a punch, and I'm like, uh, uh, no, and go ahead and hit me, then you're like, I'm going to sue you for damages later, you know?
1: I think everyone's viewing this in, like, the sweetsy-cutesy way. I'm thinking more of, like, all right, you're the henchman to the evil person, which means they'll shoot you in the head when they get annoyed, and, like... The hero would never do that to you, and I'm just looking, going, I don't know. It it seems like know. a lot
0: easier <laughs> that, to, to, that to that be Batman famous. That Batman slapping movie. Robin meme has been going around for a really long time, and I'm like, I don't know
1: if I want to be one of
0: his wards. Difference yeah, <laughs> between yeah, but a slap you know to what? the face
1: and a gunshot to the That's
0: face. That's true
6: because I mean, you look at how many henchmen did the Joker go through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know? yeah.
6: And a slap a from Batman to... is a little bit different from like, you know, like a... uh,
0: Robin's hot pants are pretty demoralizing mm. too, so
6: <laughs> That's Demoralizing
0: true.
6: hot pants Demoralizing <laughs> hot pants is the name of my new feminazi band
4: in the, uh, <laughs> in the reboot, you don't have hot pants anymore That's man. true
3: <laughs> That's good
0: <laughs> Alright, so because we are talking about villains, uh, I guess the best way to start this is what actually makes a good villain I don't know who would like to kick this off, but there's a lot that we can use to break this down. Is like why, you know, specifically, well, first let's start with what actually makes a
3: good villain.
6: Backstory. Okay. Mm -hmm. All good villains have a really good backstory. I mean, you look at Magneto, you look at Voldemort, you look at Hannibal Lecter, you look at some of these people that we really think of as like the ultimate villains, they've all experienced some sort of like life-altering events, usually in their childhood, early adolescence, that somehow spin them into this path of, you know, creating them as these evil monsters. They've all suffered trauma. They've all, you know, been outcast from society. And it's how, instead of them turning that into something that makes them want to better themselves and fight for good, that turns them to this dark, evil place that then, maybe they think they are working to better themselves, but they're doing it in, like, the worst ways possible.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I was going to jump on that and and dovetail it and say, in addition to the backstory and everything, is the idea of the villain that doesn't think he's a villain. Yeah, the villain that thinks he's a hero is the ones that are always... There's motivation behind it. Instead of just, I'm evil and I want to take over, he actually has something where you can relate to him on some level and go, yeah, I kind of get why he's doing that.
2: Well, it's funny, all I can think of is um, when Alan Rickman was interviewed one time, someone asked him why he always played villains, and he said, I don't play villains, I play very interesting people. Oh, that's awesome. And it made me think of when I was in acting class, um, we were always, <laughs> I was just told to be louder and started getting out of connection. Acting! <laughs> okay, it's
3: so acting! Okay, so when I was in
2: acting class... <laughs> They, you are always told, even if you're playing the protagonist or the antagonist, you are always right. Your first person status is always right. Um, so I always think that's interesting and also having the backstory, you know, but always... And your th- truth is in your perception. It's so funny that I feel like, and until just recently, um, villains have been more interesting because the heroes a lot of times are very milquetoast. toast. And, you yeah. know, and, like, yeah. Yeah. And Aaron Burr. <laughs> as as Aaron Jada Burr. just said, <laughs> the, that idea of I'm the villain in your
5: story. And, the villain in yeah. your story. You yeah. know, and... Yeah. Well, that's my idea. <laughs> well, I think, um, that, like, actually kind of goes into what I was thinking with it. um, one of the things I think people really love about villains is, um, especially the ones that, like, become wildly popular is a lot of times they do or say... Things that people might mentally be like and things that they would never do in real life. Mm -hmm. But like when you hit that really angry point and like it's that burst of rage and then you have a villain that is just doing the things that, you know, you can't morally do. And so I think it preaches to this like part of the human psyche that just like, wants to be wild and unleashed and not follow rules and things like that, which is why anti-heroes are becoming so much more popular. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know?
4: The There are actually there are two types of villains. Okay, There's the backstory villains, mm-hmm. uh, who, like Slyther, they always think they're right. Magneto. Uh, Voldemort, even, has that backstory and the, I think I'm right. But on the other side of this... Side of it, there's there are the villains that are just fear.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Joker has no backstory. Mm-hmm. They give him one every once in a while, but it never sticks. It never <laughs> sticks. Mm-hmm. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a story he tells. Um
2: And that makes it more frightening.
4: Right, they're all they based off of more, more kind of Sauron. Yeah, Sauron, mm-hmm. no backstory. He's just yeah. there. Pennywise, Pennywise, oh,
6: no backstory. Um, <laughs> hate him
4: even. And then there, the, and those villains are also like Thanos or Dark Side, who, yeah, I'm evil. I want to conquer. That's all I'm here for.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I will destroy you if you're in my way. So there are those types of villains too. And really, it's all about touching some part of your mind. It's either I can see this guy's point of view, or I'm fearful of this man. Yeah. And those are the two points that villains stem from. So you can, ha- so either one is good or can be good. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna,
5: because there are some
4: really lousy villains out there. This
5: is very true. Yeah. Uh, but
4: they are some. Those are the two. When you get an iconic villain, those are the two places that, that in my opinion, it has to come from. All right.
1: Now, two things. Just. Touching on because you brought up Sauron. Is Sauron really that I bad? Up you brought up Sauron. Yes. Whoever brought up Sauron. Is he really that bad of a villain? Because when you think about it, no, think about it. He gave jobs to all these deplorable things that were the outcasts. <laughs> so he did I. And and uh, he can
3: we
0: was also. Stop for
1: a quick with, yeah,
2: yeah, right, right,
4: yeah. <laughs> what what time he's, is it? We got a... the Nazis. Oh. He's also the a,
1: under only, 15 only one. The only one in Middle Earth that allowed a multicultural army. Right. Think about it.
2: <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> I have no words, Kenny. Yeah. Fellowship
6: of the Ring was technically a multicultural so wanted, army. Thanks, Kenny. Uh, yeah, that wasn't an
2: <laughs>
1: army. That was just a co- that was a group. That was a couple of guys
6: steps. who uh, who fought a war
3: against yeah, that was, some, some that evil. That wasn't an army. That
6: was a group. Um, Where are we going with this? Oh, we're talking about (laughs) villains that equal fear versus villains that have a backstory. The backstory villains we relate to. That's Mm -hmm. why. That's why. It's like, oh, you know what? Voldemort was an orphan. He had a troubled childhood. Nobody understood Mm -hmm. him. That's And, you know, he started delving into these dark arts. How many people grew up that way who were pushed around from foster home to foster home, you know, eventually kind of got into like, you know, counterculture and all these other different things? That's That's a very relatable story, especially in today's day and age of you know, people delving into all kinds of underworld things.
1: I will also take the opposite approach to that as well and say there's something about the villain that you can't relate to. The person that just does these crazy, deplorable things and you can't do why. It's like a train wreck. You're just watching it. You're... You can't take your eyes away. You want to see what they're going to do next. You want to know why they react this way, and you don't understand them. That's a great villain, too.
6: Just because they're psychotic. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. Well, that's they, like your daughter's style. Yeah, of fear. Fear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I
0: was going to say, is like for me, one of the big key <laughs> things was that the chaotic villain is always the most terrifying, because as TJ put it best was, they're based on fears and primal fears. Mm-hmm. Um, when you deal with that, it's... There is no reasoning. It's like when you watch a monster movie from, like, the 80s or whatever it may be. There's... It doesn't matter. Like, a slasher film, is, I would say, is a monster movie. Like, a Jason or, or you know, Freddy. James While James they got James over Ford, the top but... and goofy and silly, when you take what they are as a whole, it's that there is no reasoning. They will constantly keep coming. There is no stopping them. It's just pure terror. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really fun to watch. There's a reason why they made ten of each of those films, you know? <laughs>
6: um... I don't know if these technically count as a villain, but I was thinking about this when we were, you know, kind of like commenting back and forth on the uh, the Facebook group earlier. Um, just things, it, I almost think of amorphous villains, the kinds that just sort of like assimilate, 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 and destroy, destroy, destroy. Things like that, like the Borg, um, it or the black thing from A Wrinkle in Time, yeah. um, the nothing from The NeverEnding Story. Mm. Those were the things that kept me up oh, at night as a yeah. child. Yeah. Like those sort of amorphous sort of... Fear-inducing, like, this shit will come and kill you no matter what you do. There's no, like, there's, no there's no reason no, to. There's no reason yeah. to. Yeah, like the Borg, the that whole concept of, of that. I mean, yes, there was the yeah. Borg Queen, and yes, that w- you could technically place her as the villain of that, mm-hmm. but for seasons and seasons before Star Trek The Next Generation came out with that movie, the Borg was just the Borg Collective. There was no Queen, and they were fucking terrifying.
0: When it's mm-hmm. Chaos Incarnate, which is not its not even
4: embodied. It's just Chaos Incarnate.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Or Order, inc- order Incarnate.
6: Which would be the it or the black thing from A Wrinkle in Time because that was the I'm going to assimilate your planet and create all this order that everybody has to do everything exactly the same. Oh my
5: god, God, I forgot about that. Oh god,
6: I've been reading it with my daughter. We've been having a lot of discussion about it.
5: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Or the, uh, the, what were they called from the Chronicles of Riddick? That was the whole basis of that movie was there was a race of Beings that would go from planet to planet, oh, yeah. and they would either kill you the or you would join them. The yeah. necromongers, and yeah, they yeah. were taking just the spreading from over Firefly. Them. Oh yeah. my god,
6: yes. reavers terrifying! Were some I, I couldn't even like the first episode where they showed the reavers. I was like, holy shit, that that concept is so terrifying. Yeah, like, it was... yeah.
4: But and, then going back to the um, Jason and Freddy examples, that, that's an example of the more backstory they got. The less the, frightening they the became. The less they were, frightening they yeah, became absolutely. and the, more, and the more campy they became.
0: I'll, I'll go back to one of my favorite movies of all time. And it, the, there's a moment that movie shifts is Jaws.
3: Mm-hmm. Jaws
0: becomes less and less scary the more and more you see the shark. But the <laughs> moment you don't, that the moments that you don't see that shark, you're doing it based off of sound cues. but you are mm-hmm. spiking your adrenaline and all these other little things. And it's the fear of what you don't know versus mm-hmm. the fear of what, what you, you do. do.
5: That's actually what made the Reavers scary in Fireflies, yeah. because you don't see them, like, through the series, at least. It's just, you hear what they do, mm-hmm. and you see the results of things. Or you, like, you know, it's the campfire stories. It's the...
1: Part part of that is, this, part of what I'm going to say is the plot of the movie, why they did this. But it also did that same type of thing, where the original Friday the 13th, you didn't really see the killer. You didn't mm-hmm. see the killer killing people. You didn't see the killer walking around. Hmm. It was all cues. It was all seeing the forest and going, did I see something move in there? But oh, not really awesome. knowing. I mean, that's that really made that... But for anyone that knows the original movie, there's a reason they did that also.
3: Absolutely.
0: And then you go to Evil Dead. You saw the cameras tearing through the trees. You never saw what that was. Yeah. You never were shown that, even through Army of Darkness and Ash vs. the Evil Dead up till current day. You see the results of what it can do to people, but never what it it is itself. itself, Mm -hmm. Which makes it kind of more
1: visceral and terrifying. Makes kind of a really fun villain. I think it's pure to say, no matter what... It's always scarier what you can create in your mind than what they can show on camera. Absolutely. So if you want to make a great horror movie, show that villain as little as possible.
2: That's what I think what makes the original haunting of Hill House, I believe oh, it God, is, yes. so terrifying is because number one, it's all done with
6: smoke tr- and mirrors,
2: smoke and mirrors. You never know if it's really happening or is she going insane? It just makes it scarier and scarier. And I love, I I think that's why I like older horror movies now compared to a lot of stuff from the 80s and stuff. You know, the kind of campy, gory stuff But the, the originals were, because they didn't have much to work with, were scary mm-hmm. as hell. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think what's kind of funny is sometimes there's one type of villain that we haven't discussed is... Actually, funny that we were talking about it was right before this as we were talking about The Last Jedi
3: mm-hmm. and hubris. Uh. Hubris
0: is one of the best villains that you can have mm-hmm. because when your mind starts doing things to you and making you go in a direction that you don't realize, that you're putting yourself down your own dark path. So you're... much pride. Yeah, and pride mm-hmm. becomes very interesting mm-hmm. when that becomes the villain of a piece. Um, you see that a lot in when you read Lovecraft. People going insane and doing something wrong when they don't realize that's the case. Bond or villains. Bond villains yep. are are really interesting uh, when we go into that like uh, aspect as well. So I think it's really fun when it's a little bit psychological and it's that idea of somebody snapping and you didn't realize. The Shining is a beautiful oh, example yeah. of that. Is when you see this person just snap for no real reason, um, and that becomes terrifying when the hero. Gets that nice little twist, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it really becomes interesting when you start kind of diving into some of those things.
5: Um one of the villains I really love the most are the ones that end up becoming anti-heroes in the things like there are a lot of shows that do that where like they start they start out as a villain and then will eventually join with the hero side. Spike. I mean like yes that's exactly what yeah, I was thinking Spike. of. But I mean he See, was I was one thinking
6: of that that being like the like the redemption angle
5: like the redeeming of, yeah, of the Yeah his big arc was a redemption arc. But mm-hmm. I mean like the beginning even honestly though I would have watched him as a villain Oh, for days Forever. and days. Yeah. Yeah, he was because a, he was between a the snarky villain. banter and the shit he pulled, and it was just wonderful to he watch. He a great
6: villain. Actually, Angel also was would
5: technically be a redeemed. Yes, but Angel's villain was the best he angel. Was so, he, was awesome. he was so... I loved him. Awesome. so
1: good Pseudo-rabbit-holing on this, then. <laughs> what, are your, what are your thoughts on where they take a villain, a traditional villain, and create a story where he's not the villain? The first thing popping into my mind is the TV show Lucifer. He's the devil,
3: Mm-hmm. What, what
1: bigger villain do you have than the devil? But in the show, he's solving crimes,
0: he's catching murder. I would hold it's on fun. that because we're actually going to get into that near the end. Oh. So we'll probably bring up that a little bit oh. more and then oh, actually see. talk about that a little bit more as far as those that's redemption where we angles. Edit. <laughs> no, that's work. <laughs> um, Don't choke, Jada.
3: <laughs> so well, let's
0: continue off of this great villain. Now, why do we feel like we gravitate? towards them as much as we do as heroes in pop culture i mean like you walk into a hot topic what is the first thing that most people are going to see you will probably see harley quinn joker, joker. things like that uh jada uh,
6: because they're relatable um because part of us once we have that obsession with them we want to know why they're crazy we want to know why they're fucked up because it touches on that little tiny piece buried deep down in us
1: that says
5: i want to
6: go crazy and hit shit with a hammer too
3: Mm
5: -hmm. Yeah, because anyone who sat in rush hour traffic has surely (laughs) felt these (laughs) thoughts before.
1: (laughs) Because basically, let's admit it, who's cooler, the bad kid or the goody Mm two-shoes? Oh,
5: that's a valid point.
0: (laughs) Um, You know, one of the other things is, too, is there's maybe that angle of, I can fix that. or
5: Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Look at Harley
0: Quinn. How did she become a villain? I can fix fix that. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what her story is. That's her history. That's mad
1: love.
4: It's also a, this is going to sound weird, but if you look at um, the history of like what comics and what heroes sold more um, until the nineteen eighties, Superman outsold Batman. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay.
4: The standard of, the standard of measuring the success of a comic was how it uh, rated against Superman comic. Uh, after the 80s, and in some ways the Michael Keaton Batman, um, the standard switch to Batman. When Denny O'Neill started writing and it says, let's create a really interesting
0: roster of bad guys. Right.
4: Uh, not, but not only that, but it, it's also an outlook of, you know, the 90s got darker, the, the 2000s, mm-hmm. and even today it's, you know, the people gravitate more towards the darkness. Mm-hmm um so the the fascination like you know before the seventies, you weren't gonna get get a joker t shirt you know because that was a bad guy mm-hmm. okay, Joker had his own series it ended after twelve issues because Joker had to keep losing <laughs> um, the same with a lot of other villains they ha- the villains weren't allowed to win, yeah, you know, it was an unwritten rule the villain had to lose. Yeah, and once that rule was broken the villains started to become more cooler Mm -hmm. yeah Um, now
0: do you think there's any other reasons outside of those two real key points on why we gravitate towards them I think those are two solid pieces it's just that we can relate because we all want to kind of snap at that point or we wish we could fix
1: them or a lot of times the villains have much cooler costumes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And if I'm going to have an image of something on my t-shirt, what do I want? The cool looking thing or the not so cool looking
2: thing?
6: I will say that the female villains definitely usually have cooler outfits. Oh,
2: absolutely. (laughs) Um, Personally, I always feel like the villains are just more interesting. And as someone who has played both like a hero-esque character and a villain in in musicals, the villain is just so much more fun to play because a lot of times you're asking yourself why, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout doing character research and things like that.
6: Well, that, and I think um, just coming from a female perspective, or a feminine perspective, I should say, um, a lot of the times when, especially in comic book history, you have these kind of, you know, with the exception of Wonder Woman, who is my favorite, you have these, you know, the characters like Lois Lane and Vicki Vale and all these people who just need to be saved. But then you also have Catwoman.
3: Mm-hmm. And Poison Ivy. She was my-
6: and you have, you know, you have some of these like dark women who have power, who have power and agency of their own. And yeah, they might be out there doing some bad shit, but look at why they're doing some bad shit. So I think that might be why um, women in general tend to associate a little bit more with some of like the female villains. At least that's why I do. Um, because they tend to be a little bit cooler, tend to be a little bit more powerful than some of the women who are actually in some of the comics.
5: Um, and I think maybe part of it too could just be Curiosity Sometimes you see the dark alley And you just want to tromp down it Even though you know you shouldn't And so I think it hits that element of the human psyche That just is kind of like Fascinating yeah, that's
0: it's like, the
3: Same they reason they people understand. watch crime shows mm-hmm.
0: It's kind of like let's go split up You mentality. know what? But there's a reason people do that Because for some odd reason There's part of your brain that's kind of What's over that hill I heard a sound, let's go check it out <laughs> That still wants to do it. As dumb as we say it is, and we know that's a dumb thing, there's every one of us, will, there's part of our brains that are still screaming, but what was that? When you uh-huh. walk away, Yeah, and then your brain starts messing with you, I'm like, I mean, that's, that's the interesting part of all that. For
4: the record, if any of you ever say to me, let's split up, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> Wouldn't that be me? <laughs> yeah, but and I wouldn't have...
1: be there
0: anymore. But, but we're going to stay as a group. And we're like, well, TJ left.
3: <laughs> <laughs> TJ just together. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: okay, now, so here's a good question going off of this now. Is is the over-the-top or the realistic type of villain the one you personally gravitate towards more or find more
1: interesting? you got to clarify on that. Okay. Not, uh, not the over-the-top or the realistic, but... I am way more terrified from the realistic villain. But as far as something that I think is cool and would want to play in the video game or something, it's going to be the the Mm over-the-top. So Mm -hmm. what do you mean by gravitate towards?
0: If you had to pick up a book, watch a movie, whatever it may be, like watch a TV series and it's all revolving around one thing. Do you want an over-the-top villain or do you want a realistic, like, Dust. kind of terrifying. Usual Suspects Kaiser Soze style. Combination. I want, I want the person I want my
2: cake and eat it too.
5: As <laughs> Why would I ever
1: have cake and not eat it?
5: <laughs> <laughs> so Kenny, you want Moriarty.
1: Yes, I want yeah. the person that is realistic. They, they don't necessarily have superpowers. So the
5: like... they,
1: but they have these extreme personalities that are just Interesting. They they could be real people.
4: Uh, It it depends on what you what I'm looking at. If I'm looking at a, so I'm going to use. I can give you a really good example. Well, no. If I'm looking at a one shot, the psychotic villain is really good because the master planner doesn't have a lot of. You know, if it's a one off book or a one off show, the master planner doesn't really have a lot of time to get going. But then, if you look at like the Flash. Uh, A psychotic villain is really good for a one-off episode. Uh, For example, the Trickster and Prank Mm -hmm. were both the villains in the latest episode of The Flash. Great one-off villains. I would not want to see them run an entire season. (laughs) But DeVoe is a fantastic season-long villain. Yeah. Okay. So it depends on what you're talking about. Okay, well, uh, if, 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 if you could only have one type, what would it be and why? The master
0: villain. The master villain. The one you can't touch. So it's 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 President Lex Luthor
4: versus Lex Luthor in the battle armor. No, because they're both master planners. It's more like Lex Luthor versus the Joker, which okay. one, or, or, or no, Lex Lex Luthor versus the prankster, because okay. the Joker's also a little bit of a planner. Um, uh, Lex Luthor is going to give you more drama over a. You longer want the period. drama instead of the. the this it's Instant. it's the whoopee cushion followed by the gunshot,
1: you yeah. know. Yeah. But the but the one off villain is going to be so much better in any singular episode than the long
5: one.
4: I'm, I'm not arguing that. Which is why the which the is why it's like Dave and Buffy. Yep. <laughs> which <laughs> is why people the,
5: loved him so much.
4: The, 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 the psychotic villain is great for a one shot, you know. The, the but you don't. Want, nobody wants an entire book about. Um, uh, who was the? I can't remember. Podcast brain. Yeah. Never mind. Come back to me.
0: Well, no, I think I know where you're talking about. But the, one of the things you have to look at, though, too, is sometimes that payoff really matters, though. And Harry Potter, if Voldemort was a one and done in one book villain, versus what we got at the end, people remember the end of that. Yeah. They don't look at the tiny little ones sometimes. You know, it's mm-hmm. the crazy over the top character. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of, it It really depends, I think, on the person is mm-hmm. if what you prefer. Like, that crazy one-shot can be really good, but sometimes when that long plotting story ha- hits its final crescendo, and you're like, I didn't see that coming. People will talk about that moment sometimes as much as they'll talk about that one For
5: single years. moment. See, I actually agree with Kenny where I like the mashup of the ones that appear insane or over-the-top but are incredibly intelligent. Like, um, what's his face in Jessica Jones? Um, the purple man. The purple yeah, purple man. man. Um, He was terrifying. And especially when you realized, like, the shit that he was doing. Again, sociopath, but it's like one of those things where... He's coming back
0: in the next season.
5: Yeah, but, like, a lot of those characters that mirror realistic elements, like, there are sociopaths in our society. I mean, like, you know, that's realistic. But it also combines this over-the-top intelligence and things like that, that, or, like, appearance or chaos.
1: I feel like this has been done but I can't think of where and it's something that I always would love is the idea of having that over the top one shot villain he shows up in like episode one then he shows up in episode five and then by like episode eight you start to realize he's the one controlling everything like that's always very cool
6: but that Uh is that is I think what what Rob's talking about in the like master planner overarching villain Mm -hmm. those are the kind to me that I always find the most uh, sort of intoxicating to watch. Like, you're like, oh, I can't tell my eyes away from that. It's like
0: one shot episode, right. one shot. Oh, there was something behind all of this from the beginning.
6: Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, for, for me, I'm going to liken it back to Star Wars. Like, everybody thinks Darth Vader is, like, you know, the villain of Star Wars. And yeah, he is to a certain extent. Like, you think of that dark, looming suit and that glowing red lightsaber, and that's scary as fuck. But Palpatine was the one orchestrating everything, and Palpatine is actually... I would say he's probably one of the coolest villains of all time because you saw him playing both sides. You And he did get to have those cool moments of, I'm going to shoot some lightning as fuck at this guy <laughs> and, like, you know, Sith choke you and whatnot. And But I'm really scary and I'm going to sit here and, you know what? Vader is my villain. You're going to all fear him, but you don't want... Like, he is my right hand. So you piss me off, he's the one who's coming after you. Like, Vader... Vader was a good villain in the, like, okay, he has that elaborate backstory. He was the kid who could, It was the chosen one. He was the one who should have been all these great things. And then, you know, he got dark, twisted, and evil. And, you know, then eventually fell under the spell of the Sith. So that's why I feel that Palpatine is probably a really good example of the overarching villain that I enjoy.
0: Now, I figured we kind of established our villains now of what we view makes the best villain. Mm -hmm. So I guess the big question is now, what's the villain that scared us most when we were growing up? Mm -hmm. Because we all, I don't know if all of us remember our very first villain anywhere. Um, But it, for me, I Mm -hmm. actually kind of do. Um, And uh, is there any that from our childhoods that maybe even still freak us out today?
2: So Mm -hmm. I was, I was a little older when this, uh, came out and I and I think I know I'd seen villains prior to this but I know this was the one I could really remember scaring the hell out of me was Judge Doom in Who Framed Roger Rabbit oh, when you find when that twist happens and his voice goes up and you find he's attuned that scared the shit Spoilers. out of me as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's know, it's, it's a 30-year-old
3: movie. movie. I'm
0: <laughs> going to get mine out real quick because if not, yeah. I'll forget it because I, it was on the tip of my tongue and I don't remember the name already. Uh, the original Care Bears movie, The <gasps> Face in the Book. Oh my oh god, god, yes!
2: Nicholas. That's oh what she was saying. Yeah, What is her name? Now I need to like... But it, yes. Get it was out of that me. green oh, no.
0: face inside no, the no, book. Both
2: the Care
6: Bears
5: movies were that, creepy as scary. scary.
2: Well, there was
0: yep. Dark Heart in the second one. Dark Heart
5: scared me too. Both of them scared me. When I was
0: growing up, I remember watching that over and over and over as a kid.
5: I remember Dark Heart. that was
0: kind of... Mentally scarring a, a as a small one. child because yeah. it was the way the voice was. It was this mm-hmm. twisted, like, Ugh. that whisper But even the lighting and then the way that they animated mm-hmm. the face and everything, I'll be like, oh, dear Christ. Yeah, no. that's,
3: that's
5: creepy Super as fuck. Super creepy. Um, so mine actually is unshocking. It's one of my two childhood... <laughs> actually, no. I have two big ones. So I'll, on just one. we'll yeah, on I'll just do one. We'll yeah, I'll just do the first one. Um, so we used to... We had a VHS with Ferngully. And it was one of those like taped over via, you know, we, we had taped it from like, so it had, it was like the whammy of nature stuff, like, you know, save, protect nature, because it started with the Snow Queen, which was scary. And that was like just some short animated short. And then it had like a PSA on recycling, and it was all these cute little dinosaurs that found the end of the earth, and it was dead because we didn't recycle. So that... <laughs> And so that was really upsetting. And then you watch Fringully, which again is all about saving nature, and that sludge monster man was fucking... I loved it, because Tim Curry's voice, but it was terrifying. It was so creepy.
6: (laughs) Okay, so I kind of do have two. Uh, The first is definitely a true villain, and that is Pennywise. Uh, you all know I have a hatred for clowns. I cannot do clowns. And That's so. That was a childhood why. one for you. Um, that <laughs> mini series came out when I was about ten. Yeah, like Aww. early nineties, I want to say. And I remember my sisters, who are a little older than me, really wanted to watch. It. And of course, we only had like one TV in the house. And you know, I wanted to be cool and watch it with them. Oh, and man. I was terrified. I cannot. I cannot be around clowns. Clowns freak me out to this day. The other one that is from my very early, early childhood was the nothing
3: from oh, yeah. the never
6: ending story um, mostly embodied by that big freaking wolf the Gmork mm-hmm. um, because he wanted to help the nothing and I'm like why would you want to help the nothing but you know it's that whole fascination with villains well, and I think um, the
2: thing that scares you most as a kid is you can't understand that you
6: can understand like there's just you know there's yes. just this like thing that's going to annihilate all of us mm-hmm. and growing up in the you know late cold war era of the 80s that was a real threat so you know See. you deal with
1: now, you actually took the exact one that I was going to say. It was <laughs> the wolf. The wolf. No, it was the work from the never-ending story. Scary as But hell. I will tell you, it's not so much. Now, it could just be because I was a kid and I'm not looking at these reasonings and going, well, I don't understand why he's doing this and this and that. But it was just the fact that it was a wolf. Because I remember going, the first thing, it's not necessarily a villain, but the first thing that terrified me was when I watched Michael Jackson's thriller and he turned into, into the, the werewolf. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm thinking back and you're going, villains that villains scared you when you were a kid. And that popped into my mind. I was like, well, that was a music video, not a real movie. What about a movie? The next thing that popped into mind was the wolves from The Howling. Ooh. The howling terrified oh, me. Wow! Yeah. And then I'm going, well, that wasn't necessarily. A and I'm wolfing. like, am I
0: afraid of wolves? <laughs> going, that's I see what's,
2: that's what's
1: creeping me out. Is like, wolves, and I wolves. think that's what it is. <laughs> is it's not about when I was a kid. What terrified me wasn't about what they were doing. It was simply what they could do. Yep. These were things with huge fangs, muscles, claws. Uh, they would eat you. They were carnivorous. They didn't care. That's what scared me. Nothing about any plans or the rationale behind it, just what they could do if they wanted to.
5: That makes sense.
1: Straight up monster shit.
5: So the other VHS my family has. <laughs> One of our collection of five. <laughs>
0: the, I, I, wait, can we all guess? <laughs> I,
5: I know you know. I know. I, I know it what it is. It's surprisingly not from The Last Unicorn. Oh. 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 I know. Better. The oh. Red Bull oh. I thought oh. was interesting, I know. but my dad I know. used to tell us bedtime stories. I know you know. It's because the I only can't. other
1: third tape
0: you own. <laughs> I want it
5: to be something
1: I that we would never expect.
5: Yes, it is. It's what well, like, Rob would it expect. So it's going
4: to be like hell you're kidding, <laughs> right? Yeah. Huh? What? I said Garfield. No, no, no. Oh, okay. What does a cat
5: tell us? Tell no. Us. So we had this really obscure fairy. It was Hansel and Gretel, and we had the obscure cannon like canon fairy tales, not the every the ones everyone knew, which was like the Shelley. Shelley ball. <gasps> fairy We didn't here. watch those. We watched the canon ones, and the canon ones were creepy as sin. I know which and, one you're um, talking about. The Hansel and Gretel mm-hmm. one. The Jackson? witch was fucking terrifying. Cause at one point, like, Hansel and Gretel are so excited and they're like, you know, they have all the candy and the witch looks cr- creepy. Really, really creepy. And it's late at night and they hear, and like, Gretel hears noises from the basement and the witch is in her cauldron and she's like banging and like, it's dark and like, Eerie and Gretel's terrified and she's just standing by the door and the witch isn't paying attention to her and isn't watching her, and then all of a sudden it's like, I know you're there, I can smell you, and then it's just like Pah. oh man. Yeah. I have her? a mental <laughs> visual from my childhood watching that, and I remember
2: oh God, the visuals from pouring like batter into cast iron like big cooking yes. things because that's where they were gonna cook the kids in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It scared the hell out of me. Oh my God. <laughs> it was <laughs>
5: terrifying. TJ. Wait.
4: So um, uh, you're all going to think I'm lying but while villains would scare me in the moment um, my father always scared me the most no, no, <laughs> no my father actually always taught me starting very young that no matter how terrifying the villain was in the moment the hero was always going to win so no matter what you go into with that mindset even it the end of the movie, the kids won.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You yeah. might not survive it, but eventually, good will triumph. Yeah, pretty much. And and you know, he said, you know, that, that's basically you know, good wins. So I so I was never really like they scared me in the moment. Yeah, but you know, because jump scares, whatever. You're six sure. years old, and Jesus Christ, Joker's terrifying. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but they never, like, after that, it never really scared me. So, because heroes win. So
5: do you not have any villains?
4: So I have villains that I like to read, but there uh, the thing is none that, that sc- actually scare it, you. none that's, there's nothing that scares me that is fiction. Okay. I got a villain okay. that's real, but that's that's we we'll keep fair. that out of this. What I think happened? most of us this table have a villain that's real. <laughs> I have a, we're going to keep a, that out, yes. out
1: of this. I have a question for TJ then. What happened to you when you were a kid and the first time you saw the villain win or the first time you saw the hero win but the villain come like Friday the 13th the end of every movie symbolizes uh, Freddy coming
4: back yeah but he didn't get everybody he lost but that means he they could can... come back and he could yeah, get but you. there's a difference between a horror movie villain and other villains and I didn't see many horror movie villains as a kid. Yeah, I wasn't... That's fair. I feel yeah, we didn't... all have
6: horrible parents who will let us watch um, this stuff. I was going to say, we just found out that TJ is the most well-adjusted of... Yeah, yeah. No, I feel I'm, see.
1: Like, I'm How afraid you? of the Care Bears. I remember being in elementary school. I remember being in elementary school and going over to my friend... I can't remember his last name. His name was Pete. And we were in, like, third or fourth grade, and we're at his house watching, like, Slumber Party Massacre... Oh, my God, like I, remember yeah. I remember that. I remember that, In elementary school. That's when we
0: started our no, yeah. horror no, yeah. yeah, I did not, not watch Everything that about you,
2: Kenny, has not. now become, like, no. totally <laughs> clear. <laughs> I,
4: mean, I watched that same movie in elementary school, too. But, like, I didn't see 80s and Jason movies or just on HBO and until I was in my teens. You know, 12, 13 years old. And at that point, you you have enough cognitive sense to go, well, you know, one, these people are morons. Um, because my dislike of horror movies started way back then. <laughs> Ooh,
6: I just thought of another really good one from my childhood, talking about, like, movies that may or may not have been inappropriate for you to see at an early and emotional age. <laughs> the Terminator. The Terminator oh, and Terminator 2. I remember yeah. seeing The Terminator when I was probably seven or eight years old, because my parents would watch, like, shoot 'em up cop movies and stuff like that all the time. And just the idea of this, like, robot that is sent to kill you for no good reason... I mean, yeah, there, there, was come, well, there was a reason, but yeah, I mean, like you don't know what the reason is. He's just coming to get you. Like mm-hmm. the fact that there's this robot that will not stop until it annihilates you, and there's no way to destroy it. And then when they came out with Terminator Two, which was even creepier, because then he was this amorphous again. Where I'm getting the for me, amorphous shit just scares me. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. That's but fair. He, he, you know, he's that like liquid metal that can turn into anything and go through anything, and is basically unstoppable. Like that was freaking terrifying. Mm-hmm.
4: So, funny enough, the things that actually terrified me were, um, and these are going to sound weird. So everybody remember the face-melting part in Indiana Jones? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. And the part where uh, Ray's face in Ghostbusters sort of combusted in on itself. Oh, Those yeah. were the things that actually, ta- so villains that terrify me, but face-melting. The gory stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ray, the next Again, time as somebody kid, asks you know, if you're yeah. a god, you, you say, say yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, I the, remember turning away like when the, the heart got pulled out of the guy's chest in Indiana Jones oh, because I yeah. was too young.
4: Yeah. Actually that there that's it. That was the one I couldn't watch anymore.
2: Kalima,
6: had, Kalima. The first time,
4: <laughs> No, the first time I saw Temple of Doom, I had a hundred and fourteen degree fever. Oh jeez. Okay. So, were
2: you a you would have been meeting? dead? I, no, no, maybe a no, hundred before. But no, no, no. You, you I would have been, been dead.
4: dumped in a tub of ice, and had and uh, about halfway through that movie, they dumped me in a ton of a tub of ice and took me to the hospital. Oh, okay. So I watched up to the heart pulling scene see, when when they went for Indiana Jones's heart.
3: Oh, good, so I you watched were delirious, up to that
4: with 114 that degree going? We're going fever. To the They're gonna yeah. pull your heart. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what th- that was the that was the movie I couldn't watch again for years. Aww. So, uh, so TJ, would you say that was a heart stopping moment for you? <laughs>
6: Where's the bell? Where's it was the bell? heartwarming. Ding, ding, ding.
1: I mean, <laughs> wow,
0: we're learning amazing things all around this table. This okay. is wonderful. <sighs> all right. So, now, any of those classic ones that still bother you today? Anybody have any of them?
2: (laughs) Oh, the new... Pennywise still... Pennywise
0: still... That new... And I I will
2: not even see the new So... When I was working at Renfair one day, I was sitting there minding my own business. I was actually knitting, and it was during Halloween weekend, and I didn't realize that a gentleman dressed as Pennywise had walked up to me. I looked up, not expected to see Pennywise in full costume in front of me, and I screamed bloody murder. And is
0: it a really, really, really good cosplay, too? Yes. We know who that is. I forget his name, but we met him at an event many years um, ago. And he
2: carries around a red balloon, balloon? Uh-huh. and I, I screamed bloody murder. Mm-hmm. And I went and saw the new It movie by myself, because I do enjoy horror movies and this new Pennywise was so unsettling that I thought I like it just instilled that fear and all over I again. won't even oh. go I won't even
6: see I won't go anywhere near the new version of it just because i know how badly the first version of it freaked me out mm-hmm. okay, and i the still new one can't terrifying. be around clowns it's absolutely terrifying any kind of clowns i just I'm like nope all the nope nope nope, nope. okay
5: <laughs> nope nope i'm nope, still nope. scared by the witch and hansel <laughs> that
2: has i feel like asked. this has become like a therapy session for all yes. of us
0: <laughs> Katie's going to go home and like I just realized I'm afraid of wolves. <laughs> and he's going to say this and he like, like, wakes his girlfriend up in the middle of the night and is like, did you know I'm afraid of wolves? And I'm like, yeah, we've known this for a while. I was like, I didn't know this. Meanwhile,
6: meanwhile I'm just terrified of amorphous blobs that are going to like, annihilate us all from space. Dad is afraid wolves. the
0: world is going to get destroyed from not recycling. You know. <laughs>
1: yes, that Let's be too. fair. If any of you were dropped down in the middle of a pack of wolves...
2: <laughs> I would hug them all. As Come as back, as, in the back. Yes, like, <laughs> as they eat your face. Actually, like puppy,
0: and they'll, they'll just run. Yeah.
2: yeah. What was uh, it Elvira from Tiny uh, Tim? Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, so because um, amazingly, we've only touched two of the main points out of six. Big surprise, and we're almost closing on fifty minutes in. Um, so. Who were the greatest villains in pop culture? Uh, because it's amazing. There's still an entire group of villains we haven't even talked about or even gotten close to talking about. And I'm amazed. Disney villains. Oh,
6: yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought we actually, didn't we do we did a We
0: did it. We talked about Disney villains. Yeah. But I'm amazed they yeah, haven't come up either. here when we're talking about villains. But I mean, Especially
5: not, childhood villains. I mean,
0: uh, you know, the greatest villains of all time, though, may not include any Disney villains. It's very possible.
5: Uh, I have a like a nomination for one of the greatest villains was um Coraline was creepy as fucking the other mother and the other mother was nightmare fodder that was an amazing villain because it played on that like like just that saccharine sweetness where it lured and it it actually um ended up being very spider like too and spiders freak me the fuck out so anything spidery just again primal fear it taps into that shit and um so she had that spider-like way where it was luring Coraline into her web and before and then she came in to you know reveal the true colors when it was too late
1: are we allowed to bring up villains in pop culture that are rehashed from villains a long time ago no absolutely not you can just then never mind. Mean, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> yes, there's no reason. I was like, thank you sorry. for shutting my <laughs> ass down. <laughs> exactly. No, what I'm right there. There's no reason that you can't bring that up. Sorry. Uh, then I'm gonna go my with. My brain's tired. I'm gonna go with Moriarty. Okay, Moriarty guess. is yeah. fantastic. He's, he's brilliant. Yeah. He's snarky. Yeah. He's got plans that are laid out, and they're incredible. And you can see how they're done. And I don't know. You just want to watch him. He's amazing.
6: And he's smart too. He's that manipulator. That's the yeah. kind that—that's the kind that gets me. Like I said, Palpatine mm-hmm. earlier.
5: Actually, um, speaking of like characters that were kind of redone, um, Regina and Rumpel Stilskin from Once Upon a Time. Oh yeah, they were both like they, in seasons. They played the big bad yep. in di- multiple seasons, and they—they're usually like the recycling door of villains, A <laughs> revolving door.
1: I, I'm also going to bring up. It's a villain in pop culture it's not even the main villain of the show although he is sometimes the devil from uh supernatural
5: oh my god he's fantastic lucifer
1: is yeah. amazing no, again e-
6: super snarky oh, okay. <laughs> oh i've just thought of a good one talking about like uh tv shows um negan
5: oh.
6: negan oh. from oh. the walking dead he's a fantastic villain and for some reason You just love him. (laughs) You just love to watch him, but you're like, oh my God, you love to hate him so much. Um, I mean, obviously the other ones, like, I think we touched on a couple of them. Like we talked about Magneto, Voldemort, um, Vader and Palpatine, Sauron. Um, Kaiser Soze is probably one of my hands down all time favorite villains, um, along with him, just like movie villains, um,
0: if Not bad, because cats still never seen the usual suspect.
2: Oh my god! Are you serious? Oh, How man, did you, do? you go to college without that? He's like, been
5: making penny. I've been trying. He has been making promises for over a decade now. I
3: want to bring it over, it over
5: and watch it. I
3: want to watch it with her.
5: Yeah, he's so been so telling good. me that for it's a decade. So it's so good. Well, I won't. I won't spoil anything <laughs> for you then.
2: I think um, it's way too. Uh-huh. Right yeah. past that She'll forget. It's okay. It's true. <laughs>
0: Because just don't have to tell who the character is played by. Because she'll forget the character names. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. As long as she doesn't know it's true. who plays yeah. so, that character.
5: Tell her. I probably won't remember that either. Nope. Let's be honest. It's okay. you, know, another, you know
1: another villain I really loved was uh, the villain from the movie version, Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> yeah. it didn't, we didn't say villains had to be traditional villains and scary and creepy. She's not scary. She's just funny. Alan Cummings.
3: And Alan Cummings was oh, great in that He, he yeah, was, the was, a was
1: the was henchman, like... and. Was uh, it Parker Posey? Parker Posey, Posey yeah. was the villain. Did I a great job, and they had an amazing scene when we were talking about what makes a great villain. No one brought up the laugh. There's an amazing scene where Alan Cummings and Parker Posey are sitting on the bed, and they're just going back and forth doing a more robust villain laugh. Oh, oh
2: God, there's a scene like that in *Austin Powers*
6: too, with yeah. Dr. Evil, and they're all yes. I love
2: uh, Chris Cooper in *The Muppet* the new *Muppet* movie, maniacal laugh. Yes, he can't actually laugh.
4: Nobody's going to be surprised by my name, Lex Luthor and the Joker. Very <laughs> <Fair laughs> enough. No, <laughs> they're great. They're phenomenal. Specifically villains. from, if I had to point out a specific instance of them, I will go from the animated series. Mark Hamill's rendition of the Joker is still the voice I hear in my head when I read yeah. a comic. Yeah. When I read a comic, when I, you know, it's, when you plot
2: world domination.
4: Yeah, <laughs> um, and Clancy Brown. Yeah, Clancy it was, Brown uh, played. Gave the voice to Lex Luthor, and that's the voice I hear when I read Lex Luthor. Mm -hmm. That condescending half-smile throughout every word. Yeah.
5: That's awesome. That's a good description. Um, So, I would definitely say the Cylons from BSG, too. Because they were just very interesting villains in the sense that they could be anyone. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and they can make your bread brown,
5: <laughs> but like you know, you didn't know. Nicely done. I was like, yeah. Huh? Yeah. "Oh, toasters." Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Very nice. But like, that was one of the coolest and creepiest things about that series is the Cylons were the villain; they were the bad guys, but they had infiltrated. They had infiltrated the good guys, and you didn't know who was a Cylon. I mean, you could kind of guess, but it was one of those things. And I mean, by the end, at the end, they revealed that and stuff. But by the
4: end, it was a bad series. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> great board. Um,
2: I was just thinking too. It's uh, because we had talked about Firefly before. And not only did they have the Reavers, but they also had two by two. the two by two hands of blue, and they also had the actual like. I don't want to say the Republic or what was the what was the the you know, body of the alliance, the alliance. Or, the alliance. Yeah. And then you had that one character in the movie who did not care. He didn't care if you were right or wrong. He had his job and he was going to do it, and that meant killing them. And Nishka, no. No. Nishka, so. oh, he was a great.
6: Dog.
0: It's amazing, we still to this day thirteen episodes in a movie. <laughs>
2: don't care so good.
0: <laughs> uh, for ever. me, I, I got to say. Um, There's a villain that I'm amazed because it also goes back to a type of villain that we didn't talk about. Um, Where we did say the relatable, but just so relatable, but so slimy that you want the hero to win type of villain. Biff Tannen from Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whether it was Biff in the Wild Wild West with, you know, his (laughs) great-grandfather to... Mad Dog. Mad Dog Tannen to... Classic Biff Ten and, uh, Bif and Griff Ten and old Biff Ten, and they were all these sleazy, slimy people that you wanted the hero to triumph over.
2: You just love to hate them. Um,
0: yeah, you absolutely love to hate them. But in addition to that, though, too, I, if we're talking about villains and we talk about comic books, Joel Schumacher for ruining the Batman film.
5: So. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Um, so, on a Whedon front, um, Buffy actually did a really phenomenal job with. Um, Two of my favorite villains in Buffy were the ones that were not, or, you know, were just the regular characters. Because, I mean, the real Season 2 villain was Angelos. And then the um, real Season 6 villain was Evil Willow. So, I mean, like, but they were, because they were characters you knew and loved and cared about. And you just saw them be these, like... Again, like no emotion, yeah. No No emotion, like snarky (laughs) asshole. Yeah, yeah. And it was just really fascinating. everybody
0: remembers that moment if you watch Buffy Uh, when you just (laughs) hear and then everybody's eyes just peel wide and you're like Whoa. (laughs) Uh that's not the only thing
5: that's peeling.
0: No. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Uh-oh, daddy's home. I'm in trouble. <laughs> and that allowed, and that actually allowed Giles to come out and be a total badass finally.
5: Oh that was so good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Third rate amateur. <laughs> oh
2: my god. Yes. Well, I think that might be the coolest thing about a good villain is it causes your heroes to rise to, rise to that occasion. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Um, actually, uh, there was a. I do have a second, actual, real one, and it's actually a comic book one too. And Batman's rogues gallery, uh, the Scarecrow. I love the Scarecrow. I think oh, he's yeah. turning people's own fears against them. Where you can, be like, cool, they are falling apart in the corner, and I am gonna go rob this bank because nobody can stop me. Um, uh, it's that classic, really over the top villain, but it's done in that mind bending way. So it's just really interesting to see how that plays out. Anybody else? Any additional ones?
5: There was one Batman villain in the animated series, and I don't remember. It was like an episode. He might have come out like, in like multiple episodes, but like it was the um, it, anything with like stuff with like dolls, talking dolls. I'm sorry, the, the ventral yeah. Yes, oh, Scarface and the yeah, ventral. Fuck quest. that. Yep. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, that stuff creeps me out. <laughs> I think close to clowns. I
2: think my favorite. Vi- <laughs> oh, God! I think my favorite villains are ones that you might not know, or the villains until that. Moment of switch. Oh. All I can think of is like. um
3: uh, I think we're gonna. Are we gonna do yeah. that
2: one? We're, we're okay. gonna get to that now. Actually, oh, it's yeah. actually oh, one of the
0: topic we're on. So so
2: good. Yes. Okay, take it away. So I have a couple of them. Um One being uh, lots of love bear, lots of hugs bear. From oh, Lots of Hug and Bear, Lots of Hug Bear, From Toy Story Three, From Toy, oh Toy my Story God, Three, where yeah. all of a sudden you realize what a jackass he really is. Pixar just oh, really good. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler: oh. It's okay. a ten-year-old movie.
0: I'm giving a hard time.
2: There's there's a twist in Coco, which I will not talk about because I know some of you haven't seen uh, it. But it's such so an a awesome good moment. villain twist. And then, so, like more actually of a real world type scenario movie is um, Edward Norton's character in Primal Fear. And I don't know if any of you have seen it. Mm-mm. So he's on trial for this awful murder, and the entire time he's a stuttering, very mild-mannered kind of guy. And then you realize he's been playing a character all along. He's really this maniacal, evil person. It's so <laughs> creepy.
4: Teach um, the. I actually have two surprise villains. Uh, the first is from, uh, M Night Shyamalan's. Um, I was Unbreakable. <laughs> unbreakable unbreakable Ooh, mr glass <laughs> um that was completely out of, almost completely out of left field it was really well done uh and then the other one is from the watchman ozyman hmm when they're standing there and the, he gives that speech and you're like oh yeah that's a villain okay uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, get it I'm
6: out, gonna, Jada. I'm going to say, Kaiser Sose, I feel like dying because he's the coolest <laughs> villain of all time. Um, again, you know, playing off of that, I, I don't want to spoil it for Kat. It's okay. Okay. Well, again, you're you're playing off of the, like, nobody knows who he is. Nobody has seen his face. How can, how can the devil have a face? How can the devil have a name? His name is Kaiser Sose. But nobody knows who the fuck he is. He just owns this entire huge crime realm and he will burn your ass to the ground and everybody you ever loved and everybody you ever cared about as well. If you fuck with him. Um, and nobody seems to know who he is. And the whole time he's right in front of you, staring you in the face. And again, it's talking that that whole playing that character playing that, that one, that, that unsuspecting that person that nobody will see, um, so, yeah, Kaiser Sose is probably one of my favorites. Another one awesome. that I kind of see as a villain, and I don't know if everybody would agree with that, would be Tyler Durden from Fight Club. Because, again... Anti-hero. He's an anti-hero. Yeah, he's kind much. of a villain. He's, you know, setting the world up for failure in a way. And he's well, Tyler setting...
0: Durden is... He's the Jack, villain. Is, is Jack's, he's, he's, Jack's, he's Jack's villain. He's Jack's ego. Mm-hmm. They happen to be the same person. Yes. Yeah.
6: Yeah. <laughs> um, Couple other villains that I really really like that are sort of... Are we going to do like a villains portrayed as heroes kind of thing?
0: We will later. Okay, then I so, won't talk
6: about these now. Okay.
3: Um,
0: I would say still a surprise villain. Uh, we talked about it in the last episode, in the Star Wars episode, which was from a video game, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh my god! The big bad yeah. of that entire piece. You. You. And you had no that
3: idea fucked it with was my head. you.
5: And he, like, again, I know we talked about it in the last one. Oh my God, because when I play, like, the Bioware games, I'm always, like, super goody two-shoes, and I'm like, I can't do any of the mean things. So I do all the nice things, and I was, like, light side out my ass, and I was so excited, and then I find out I'm the bad guy, and I remember texting Rob that day, and I was like, what the But in a way, that's
6: sort of what happens with Anakin, because he's mm-hmm. trying to save Padme. He's He thinks that if he can see forward into time that he will be able to save her, that he will be able to save everybody that he loves, when really, well, how can I learn how to do this? Well, you can't learn it from a Jedi. I have to turn Sith in order to save the woman uh, that I love, but you know what? Everything ends up falling to shit in the, in the long run. I
2: <laughs> only think with the Bioware games, because Kat just jogged my memory, um, if anybody has played the Bioshock game, mm-hmm. Atlas, the turn, you are, you are helping, trying to get to this poor guy who you think is helping you along the way and then you realize he's been the
5: asshole villain the entire time no. oh that fucks with my head and actually Bioware's really good at doing this Um, Dragon Age Inquisition as well because one of your fucking party members is like the ultimate big bad and was the catalyst right. for the whole shit show you've been dealing with the entire game and you find that out after everything's done, in this tiny, like, microsecond clip at the end, and I was just like, no! He yeah. it to me again!
1: Then I'm gonna go with, uh, <laughs> Rob Martin, the host. <laughs> what? I was trying to get the grail, and I was fighting off the Saxons and the picks, and everything was great, and then all of a sudden, Rob's a traitor, and he throws up extra, uh, catapults on Camelot and kills us.
2: We're talking about a board game. Board like games. We're talking about oh, the board game Shadows of the Camelot
1: where anyone could end up being the traitor. You sound <laughs>
2: like the
1: trailer it. for
0: it. <laughs> and I played it so well that you were swearing that it was our good friend Josh.
1: Oh,
5: I was convinced it was Josh. <laughs> That's because you always play the traitor well.
0: I don't know how I can do it.
5: lying liar full of lies. <laughs> lying liarson, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I just say you have a good poker face, but That's really good poker. I try. Face. And um, from
1: saying all this, from talking about the games and and the moments that it gets you in the video games, from the board games and how much fun people have, I got to say there's something about the villain. People like playing it. People like
5: seeing it. I don't. It. I hate playing the villain. That is. I have no game. Well, I, do. I go back Oral and Mick forth Morrelson.
0: with it. The, there
6: are times when. There are times where it's like if we're in a, uh, you know, in a role playing game situation or something like that, I really enjoy playing the bad guy. I, I enjoy playing the character that loves to be feared instead of loves to be loved. Sometimes that's really fun. Other times I want to be the hero. I want to be the person that, you know, everybody, you know, I want to fight the bad guys and be the person everybody loves. But there is something that's wonderfully relatable about... Especially being a, being a feminine person and relating yourself to that evil queen. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she's got something going on.
1: And in the RPG realm, there is something fun because there's nothing. You're not actually doing it. It's role playing. It's fine. There is something fun about coming up with the most deplorable, heinous, horrible acts that you can do. I mean, okay. Jada was in a campaign with us where every time we went to it was like, hey, let's burn down the orphanage.
5: Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it is so so
1: fun.
6: Honestly, there there were a few (laughs) games that I've played in, uh, a few different RPG games that we played in that we were the villains, and I really enjoyed it. There, there was the the villains D and D game that we played where we were. uh, You guys were definitely my husband and I. We were we were like Morticia and Gomez. We were the necromancer duo, and that was really fun. Another one that we played in back in college was we played in a sabbat pack, and I was I was the chaotic villain. I was a Malcavian, who was batshit crazy, and we ended up, you know, assaulting the Mall of America and making brainachinos in the Starbucks. Like that Brain was that was boi- yeah, awesome. yeah. It
2: was it was interesting. Uh, fantastic. All right, <laughs> it's our stress well, relief game.
0: So, with all of this, we are going to take a break, and we will be back in just a few with more villain talk. Woo-hoo. Hey everybody, this is Rob from the Caffeine Crew cast of Pods and DC Primetime. And I'm here to tell you something that you should definitely be doing if you haven't done so already. And that is heading over to www.nextlevelradioonline.com. There's a ton of other great podcasts on the network if you haven't checked them out already. Such as From Panels to Pixels, Two Fat Dudes, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, uh, a upcoming Lost Revisited podcast Uh, In addition to our flagship show, The Showcast Spotlight, which is about to probably get ready to to kick off its brand new season of celebrity interviews. Great shows like The Melting Pat, Primetime Fantasy Football, and Con Talk. So whatever your interest is, there's definitely something for you at Next Level Radio Online. Make sure to check them out, like them, review them, share. Thank you guys so much for all of your years of support. Now, back to the show. And we're back. Cat, you actually made it through that without
4: making a sound. I'm so proud of you. One of these days, when Rob does his testing thing, I'm going to walk up to the microphone and do the animal test, where he just yells "testing" into the mic at the top Uh of his Uh lungs.
2: (laughs) I know what I
0: immediately do when I start it because I always mentally put a marker of in my brain when we come back in, and when I see the spike, I go highlight, delete, and then I listen to the episode. Uh, Okay, so there was a twist villain we missed, and I feel that we need to bring it up.
2: Yes. How could we have missed this?
0: I will let you do the honors, Erin.
2: Wadsworth from Clue. Yes! In the the final... Ending, because there's three.
0: The real ending. In the real ending. Actually, the funny thing is, it wasn't considered the real ending until they made a DVD Mm -hmm. or VHS.
2: Because it was different endings at different theaters. Always.
0: And they always were asked, which one is it? And they're like, I don't know. And they said, you have to pick one for the home video release. (laughs) And they said, oh. So. But they said, to this day... The original writers of it says there is still
1: no real ending of that film. Well, any oh, of those yeah. twists work.
0: Yeah, they and absolutely. didn't see well. it for
1: any of those characters. Yeah, so, absolutely. If you don't know what we're talking it's about, so learn. Go <laughs> watch the DVD. I'm not Clue. ruining it for you. Yeah. Yes. Clue, one of the best movies ever
0: made. Really yes. is. All right. So, I guess the next real big question is
4: why do the villains usually fail? TJ actually kind of hit this early on. So. The heroes always win. There's... When you look at... Especially when you look at sci-fi, fantasy, um, and, uh, you know, comic book movies. It's the idea that if the villain wins, that's it. The hero's dead. Mm-hmm. There's no other... out. You know, if Lex Luthor wins, there's no more Superman movies. There's no more Superman merchandise. For horror movies, you have a slightly different idea. Because... The villain is the one that sells the merchandise, so the heroes are more or less the the red shirts. They're the ones that can die. Mm -hmm. But if you kill Kirk, well, that's the end of the series. Mm -hmm. I would say that the villains always lose
1: because of the scale that their evil plan is on. And I'll tell you what I mean (laughs) by that. It's because... We all want to kind of believe that we're living in this universe, whether we're reading the book, playing the video game, watching the movie, whatever it is. We all want to believe that we're in this universe. If the villains won, that would mean the world we're living in would be destroyed. They would have blown up the planet. They would have conquered the the Friday the 13th. Jason would have killed everyone in the world if no one had stopped him the hero always has to win to stop the villain so that we can kind of believe that this took place someplace in our world. That's actually a really
0: good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I ultimately think it's still the monologue. just goes on far too long. <laughs> um, but no I, I,
4: monologuing. I, no, I think
0: it's, it's both of the things that you, you both stated, but I ultimately think of... Man, I actually kind of lost my point. No, yeah. the joke. That's what happens it. when you
5: model. See, so you know yeah, a- I
0: did. <laughs> it's
5: like every Bond villain ever. Too long. I
0: did. Yeah.
5: Um. Honestly, it's just that um. Audiences, it's like what TJ said, branching off of that, but audiences um. Want hope at the end of their stories. That's actually where I was going. a lot of the villains' plans do not entail for a very hopeful future. Um, and it's not usually they're not usually the framework. Of the uh, story Like they're not the eyes you're watching the story through so.
0: Yeah to kind of continue The end of that it's the idea of You you need hope But it's ultimately though too Films are escapism and if everything's constantly Depressing uh, de- depress, uh, de- Depressing, depressing. depressing. I Can't talk today um, You don't really want to go to entertainment for an escape
6: Not yeah. sure if anybody really touched on this point But I think villains fail ultimately Because they think they can't mm-hmm. It's hubris Um, they all, you know, they all these grandiose, well, not all of them, but the ones that I tend to gravitate towards typically have these grandiose plans where they're the great puppet master, but what happens when somebody comes up and cuts the strings? So it's, you know, to them, they can't fail. Everything is foolproof until that one little chink in the armor slips in and- but everything collapses like a house of cards.
1: I'm going to turn it on its head for a second and ask, what do you think when the villain wins? Because what's coming to my mind is one of We're my favorite. Arts. Are we getting that? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. re-
4: it's the next thing on the list. Well, I don't read. <laughs> I never read to syllabus,
6: read. the syllabus, Teddy. Read the syllabus.
5: God. <laughs> um, oh my God, my brain blanked Now She switched away from me.
0: Erin, we haven't heard from you so far in this.
5: <laughs> you know, it's funny because actually
2: the I, was, I, I, I wasn't I was speaking much because I knew Jada was going to bring it up too, but I always feel It's hubris. That mm-hmm. usually brings down, you know, the villains most often. And the heroes a lot of
5: times, but mostly the villains. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I remembered it. So going back to story themes, um, the reason that the villains usually fail is because otherwise, again, it goes back to the escapism that Kenny was talking about, but it's like, it's too much for like, real life. In real life, villains win. And that sucks. And we live that. So we read stories because... And the get elected because, president. Yeah. <laughs> so we read stories because we need that hope that... You know, we we need something to fall back on some sort of comfort and solace to get us away from the realities and the villains that win every day in our lives. We don't need that in the story. Right. <laughs> well, to
0: kind of even jump a little bit into, like, in a joking manner of what Jada, you know, kind of put up, it's like that hubris angle, but it's kind of that funny thing. It's that one little miscalculation that they forget about. You know, we plan for every potential outcome except that one. It's a joke that I was just maybe <laughs> yeah. laughing in Futurama like where it's yeah. like, it's the, uh, the uh, basically the equivalent of the Exxon Valdez the, uh, episode that happens when the oil tankard spills all over the planet full of penguins. <laughs> and it's the penguin sanctuary that goes and says, it breached all 6,000 holes. And the professor yells, if they only built it with 6,001, you know, it's that same idea. You know? It's
6: the exhaust port on the Death Star. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So... Okay, now, Kenny, we can get to your idea as far as when the actual villains win.
1: And what does that make you feel? Because I look at it and go, one of my favorite movies of the 2000s and beyond was the movie The Strangers. And I know it's a horror movie, and I keep telling TJ he will like it. Because his thing with horror movies is, why do they do stupid stuff? They don't do stupid stuff in this. They do things that you would do. I challenge you to put that movie in front of him and see if he doesn't think this is stupid. But in that movie, I like that movie. And the the villains get away with it. And that's part of what I like about that movie.
2: Uh, My favorite thing when the villain wins is Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. He technically wins. Oh, he get he gets point. everything but he wants, he? and oh. he is miserable. The thing about that that you know those three that episodes, episodes that kills time. me is that last scene where he. I mean, you see, he's in the evil league of evil. Everything is fantastic, and then it goes to him, and he's miserable because it's the just one that thing one he cared line, about
5: that yeah, one the that ending, moment you know, beat. Oh. It's so
4: good. Uh, Talking. <laughs> Two, two examples. One, I already mentioned Ozymandias. He won. Mm-hmm. Uh, Squid he, Monsters. Yeah, sw- <laughs> you know, depending upon what version you're looking at, he, he won and theoretically, you know, he brought about world peace by winning. The other one I'll bring up is um, <clears throat> in an old Fantastic Four, the Fantastic Four get shunted off into the future by Doctor Doom and they arrive in a future where Doctor Doom won. He now rules the planet. Uh, Literacy is at 100%. There's no world hunger. There's no crime. There's no anything. Everybody's happy. And even Johnny Storm at one point says, why do we keep beating this guy? (laughs) Uh, You know, people are punished for their crimes fairly. You know, the only thing that's missing is freedom to say what you want. You can't criticize Doom or his regime everything else goes. And they eventually had to put in that, oh, no, there's this slave race underneath. And that's why Dr. Doom needs to be stopped. But like for a while there, you're looking like, yeah, I don't see a problem with this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um,
6: I would say some of the villains that you kind of like, when they win, you kind of cheer. It's because they're presented as the hero of the story, too. So you look at, um, you know, some of these shows, like I'm kind of obsessed with the show Peaky Blinders. I don't know if you've any of you guys watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Oh totally my God. It's so good. Definitely watch it. Um, but it's about a crime boss. It's about a crime family oh, based nice. out of Birmingham, England and like right post-World War I era. Um, yeah. Going into like the 1920s and how they build this empire of crime. Um, and I mean, the main character is basically a murderer. He's basically a sociopath, um, you know, but... He, in his own mind, is the hero of his story because he's saving his family. And he's technically the protagonist. They show the police officers that are trying to fight all this crime as the antagonists in the series, Mm -hmm. which is why you cheer when he wins. Because you kind of want, like, you see it from his angle of, I'm helping the poor people. I'm helping them give them this. I'm building into my community. I'm just doing it in in a subversive way. I'm, you know, and in this gambling house and in this crime establishment and this, that, and the other thing. You know, that's that's his way of building. Another great example of that would be The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. So, again, like, you're seeing... You're seeing the villain of the story presented as the hero. So, you, of course, you cheer for them when they, when they win.
5: Actually, that reminds me of um, another show that doesn't have very clear-cut villains, but they always, every season, has, like, some sort of villain. And that's shameless, because the biggest villain of that series is the patriarch of the family. Like... And it's just about a big Irish family, poor Irish family in Chicago. And the dad is like a drunk and, you know, a mess. And he is constantly dragging his children down and it's the thorn in their side and the problem. But then he does these things and switches. And you're like, you can sometimes like, again, it's like one of those things like you should never be rooting for him. But then sometimes you do. And it's baffling.
1: You guys are bringing up an interesting situation. And I'm curious now. What are your thoughts on where the main character the protagonist yeah is a horrible horrible person? We just talked about that. But I'm going just yeah, yeah I know, yeah. but I'm going I'm I'm going if you change it a little bit cuz it made me think of um arrested development. Oh, the -hmm. the characters in there that you root for that are the protagonists that people, I think of them as the heroes of the show. They're horrible people.
3: Horrible people. They should be the villains. And that's
1: what I'm getting at. Not so much as what Jada said. I agree with what what Jada said. But the idea of there are some shows where the villains, (laughs) we don't even see them as villains. It doesn't even come into our mind.
0: There's actually two that are they're interesting villains that have won. They were incredibly memorable. One is a series I could care less about, but the first film in that series mattered. Because it did something that nobody saw coming and nobody expected. And the villain very much won. And it's a horror film, but really that was a drama. Saw. Jigsaw. Oh, yeah. The first time that we deal with this and you're left in this really heinous situation where all these people have done something horrendously wrong... And was But the villain was always one step ahead and nobody knew why. And it was because he was with them the entire time in the room. And again, the guys have it. a, have a No, okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> but it was one of those things which was just, it messed with your heads in horrible ways. But that villain very much won and it was one of those ones that was like, wow. And yes, again, horror movies like slashers, like we talked about, like Freddie and Friday the 13th and Halloween and Myers comes back and Jason comes back and Freddie comes back. Sure. But this was one that if that was a standalone movie and was stood on its own by itself, everybody would still be like, this drama film because of X. Wow. Uh, but there's another drama that still sticks out to me to this day where the villain very clearly wins. No hero wins in this whatsoever. There's no follow up to it. Seven.
3: Oh, Seven yes. has the
0: most intense finale for a drama piece I have ever seen in my life, and that ending will stay with me forever.
2: forever. Oh come on, what's in the box That's... has become
6: a thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um just a real quick one talking about like when when the bad guys win or when the when the villains win. He wasn't necessarily the villain of um Silence of the Lambs, but Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. You know, we kinda cheered when when he kinda gets I don't want to talk really, in spoilers.
3: About you're,
2: you're, them, but it's a like, 25-year-old old, like old. movie yeah, at this when, movie. When you, know, the okay. you
6: see him, kind of like when you see him walking on the streets of that tropical island or wherever they got him off to at the end of the whole thing, like it's like, wow, okay, you ate people's faces, mm-hmm. you ate people's liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti, and now we're cheering at you.
1: It proves <laughs> that if you do your own thing, you can
0: succeed. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of very notable villain wins that when they happen and they catch us off guard, they stick with you. Mm-hmm. So, um, any other last ones that kind of stick out for folks? No? All right. So, let's kind of get to play with this a little bit. If we were to become villains, it's our turn in the mix. So, I figured the best way we can do this is looking at a couple basic questions. Uh, what kind of villain would you be? Would you, be, would you have hedgeman Would you have superpowers? Or... You know, would you have a nemesis? Uh, would you form a League of Evil or join one? And what would be your master plan? And Cat apparently is very much ready.
5: <laughs> I have a villain name. And okay. that's why. I would be the Punisher.
6: Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no.
5: See, and I'm already using my powers because my evil plan is to bring people agony with terrible puns. And my power to make people cringe, which I just did. I'm obviously achieving my goals here. <laughs> and my henchmen would be cats cats. <laughs> <I want>
3: <laughs> They're
0: like, kind of like pirate ones. Like sure, they'd just, fir- just trailing fir- after like me. They perch I mean, on that your shoulder. That
5: would be fantastic too. And I mean, I would definitely form or join a League of Evil because that would, I mean, you could have multiple for people.
2: <laughs> <would>. <laughs> yes, it would. Oh, oh, Look at her, she's spreading
5: already. <laughs> Yay. You found your
0: other, you have a henchman if need be. <laughs>
5: See, we could join in our league of evil. Just spread the pun love. But um, I don't know who my nemesis would be, though. I mean, humanity—like <laughs> everyone who doesn't want me to make terrible puns. I would say like, sense
1: of good comedy.
3: I would. I'd <laughs> say wrong. Your nemesis,
1: your nemesis would be Grammar Guy. Grammar Guy. There you go.
5: No, because yeah. my puns would be incorrect grammar.
1: Oh God.
0: I would
5: make sure. I'm an author,
1: dude.
0: <laughs> True. Oh, actually, no. The hero's name is Good Taste, and thank God, Good Taste pervades.
3: <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love it. Uh, um,
6: can I go next? Absolutely. Um, if I was going to be a villain, I would want to be like—I would want to be an evil fake Queen, surprising absolutely no one. Um, <laughs> um,
5: you know, like
6: I, I want to be like Maleficent, up on like the big fucking castle on the big creepy mountain. Um, if I would have superpowers, of course I would have superpowers. I would wanna have, you know, dark fey powers. I would wanna be able to control forests and have Ents at my beck and freaking command. You wanna have henchmen? It'll be awesome. Yeah, have henchmen. They're this forest behind me and they're gonna wreck you. Um and also like powers over nature, cause then having like animals go forth and do your bidding. Yeah, how cool is that? And also being able to turn into a dragon. Cause yeah. That's um, pretty badass, yeah. Would I have a nemesis? I'm sure I would, but I also kind of, like, want to be, like, the beautiful, awful fae queen that, you know, people love you, but they also fear you, but they fear you more than they love you, um, so I probably would have a nemesis, it probably needs to be, you know, like, adorable little princessy thing somewhere (laughs) walking around. So you
2: (laughs) pretty much want to be Galadriel with the ring. Yes! (laughs) I very much do! (laughs) You just described that to me.
3: Your
6: nemesis?
0: Um, Volcanoes. (laughs) Volcanoes. Yeah, pretty much that. Um...
6: (laughs) People would could join me as my henchmen, and they could think that they've joined some sort of league of evil, but really they're just under my command. Um, And would I have an evil plan? Yeah, sure, eventually. But really, it's just rule shit and be gorgeous. So that that, that would be what I want to be: Galadriel with the ring.
3: Um,
6: that's spot on actually <laughs> my,
0: my villain would be uh, I would name him the existential crisis he just wandered his, his super villain power would be the crippling power of self doubt so he would just follow people around and just like did you leave the iron on this morning oh,
5: God, are you monster. really really sure
0: you no, locked that's up that's
5: terrible
0: you know the kids actually had off from school today did you forget as well oh,
5: <laughs> Did you Things like that. On? I mean, I think right. that would just be a Check wonderful, the wonderful... Uh, like
0: the You did hear Payday got moved to next week, right? That check's <gasps> gonna
3: bounce. <laughs> oh, God.
5: Wow. Um, <laughs> that is <isn't> an <laughs> evil fucking power. You are the worst. <laughs> You're like Bane of all people with anxiety. <laughs> ever. Yes. Seriously. Yes. My yes, evil seriously.
0: plan would be something like a War of the Worlds. But it's talking about that there was actually the specific coding in your taxes everybody was supposed to use, and it gave you an extra $1,000 back this year. Everybody's going to do it, and all of their tax returns are coming back, and everybody's getting audited. So that's the <laughs> evil plan what for the, the year. So, um,
2: You heinous, heinous I person! Know. I,
0: I guess my nemesis would be if I'm taking a nap or something, and I forget to do that. So,
6: uh, <laughs> Anti-anxiety. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, Henchman. Yeah. Twitter and Facebook.
5: <laughs> oh my God! So pretty much, yes. you're going
2: to be a troll. Just,
0: just share things, yes, essentially. essentially, yes. Yeah. But it's more but fun like when you get to do it in, one. Yeah. In, in person.
5: Insidious troll. Yeah, you're the worst. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so, I'm actually really feeling this. I like
5: this. <laughs> oh, this is God. You should
6: write a
2: comic strip about this, like a webcomic about I like this. That. <laughs> Crippling self doubt, man.
6: Oh, sorry. Existential crisis.
2: Um, So if I were to become a villain, Jada kind of stole mine, too. But (laughs) I would want to be, and and this might be because TJ and I are are um, re-reading the Dresden Files. Nice. I want to be Mab. Oh. I want to be Mab from the Dresden Files I want to have a winter night I want to have a court I want to be <laughs> the queen of air and darkness I, was, I think we can form an evil league. yes I think we can an evil, evil league. Yes. yes
6: we're secretly competing with each other but we're really friends we can <laughs> be frenemies together oh my god yes yes
2: <laughs>
0: like the way girls are friends.
2: Yes, we're friends. No, you can be the winter lady, and I can be the winter queen, and then we can just wreak havoc. No, 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 I need title too. Oh crap! (laughs) (laughs) This is how it starts. (laughs) I have the
6: ring. I mean, there's that that. is true.
2: Um, But yeah, I think I would totally have henchmen, and they would totally be unseely. And um, yeah, I want to have a a big um, Malk cat that does my bidding and you know, I'm yeah. totally down with this time. oh yeah oh yeah. yeah um and if I were to have an evil plan I pretty much I think I would kind of just kind of stick along the same lines as Jada is be gorgeous and wreak havoc and I'll come up with something evil sometime <laughs> fear me that's all
0: yeah. Kenny or, or TJ me. fear <laughs> me love me
2: and I will be your slave
0: <laughs> yes
6: <laughs> everything I do is for the good of my people <laughs>
1: So, of course, I do have an evil plan. I am the evil genius, and I have henchmen to help me carry out my plan. But one of my superpowers is that I can kind of manipulate and control so people don't know exactly what they're doing when they're doing things for me. So I have hundreds of thousands of people throughout the world doing mindless little things, turning on a dishwasher here, turning on a light switch there, little things that all add up to – in golfing my master plan to take over the world and make myself king without anybody knowing and uh one of the best things about my plan is that i have the ability my superpower to make you forget what my plan is the moment you hear it so no one has any idea so my evil plan actually is
0: (laughs) i was like waiting for the punchline waiting for the punchline waiting for the punchline oh
6: uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so basically, you want to be the storyteller of your entire universe.
0: That's damn straight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I already am. People just don't know.
4: Or did we forget?
3: I told you all.
1: <laughs>
4: wow, well, I took this apparently way more seriously Do it than I asked you. Um, so, yeah. um, I would be... Everybody in the world's an idiot and a moron, and I should run things, and I can convince people that they can that I should, I'm better to, at running things. Uh, no superpowers, I would just, you know... First, I'd start off as being, like, the Justice League's friend, and slowly I'd convince them that, oh, you know what, you should take care of this. And by the time they've realized that they've overstepped the bounds of... What they should be doing. The world's already started to change for the better, so you might as well keep going at this point. You know, just keep, you know, yeah, take out that dictator, you know, re re the the one-man Justice Lord. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Except the Justice League are my minions. CJ re- with Superman at his beck and call. This yeah. is a terrifying mm, yeah,
2: outcry really for our okay. future.
4: Um,
2: I'm kind of fine with it. Not his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna
3: say, okay, no, well, Lois. <laughs> if, if
4: I gave you, if I had to have like a superpower, it would be, don't you think?
3: <laughs>
4: and then whatever I stayed after, you agree with?
2: Okay, that's terrifying. Yeah, that is terrifying. <laughs>
4: Don't you think it would be better?
2: That's very similar we- to like the purple band.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Except it would only work if I said, because I don't want to corrupt them. Yeah. I just want to make them better at their jobs. Better. This is a very you know what? If you like, if mentality.
2: your little
0: power is triggered by that, don't you think? You like watch that movie? Don't you think you know? it would have been better if they did this? And then everybody's like, oh no! Every Hollywood writer right now is only making that one
4: movie.
3: <laughs> well, no, it would be like,
4: don't you think that you know, you should go take out that evil dictator and bring oh, that yeah. land back up? Well, yeah, absolutely. Let's go do that. <laughs> and eventually, I just run the world because then I go. Don't you think it would be better if I was in charge? Don't
3: you think? <laughs> That's
4: a thing I'm a little too ironic So I apparently took this Way more seriously Than you guys did And I came up With an actual evil plan <laughs> There you go
5: Mine is very evil Mine's Full of horrid. evil yeah, yeah yours is hard It's probably
2: the most evil of them. Like yeah, I can see the is. good intentions behind TJ. Yeah. You know it's going to be absolute power corrupts absolutely. But I can see your good intentions. Yours is Robert. like I just want to pour gasoline on the world and watch it fucking burn. Right. <laughs> it and is. then laugh. It I-
0: it I've is. been trying to figure out a changeling character. If I can turn that into a changeling you character, you should. Can. That's what you, I'm gonna yes, do. Yes, you
6: totally can. can. Absolutely. I. And I and we, do we'll this. talk after podcast. We will. Oh my yes. god.
5: Yes.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. I'm excited. <laughs> I made people afraid. Yeah, Uh, terrible. It's okay. All right. So, um, actually, down to the last two points before we close out. And these are actually my two favorites out of all this. Uh, First, aptly titled, Hero and Villain Swap. Um, This is not like, you know, husband-wife swap. This is more like, make the villain the hero and the hero the villain. Uh, And how this changes the dynamic. Um, The Joker puts on the suit. And Batman goes nuts. And, you know, so you have a crazed Bruce Wayne running on Gremlin. This has happened in the comics, but um, but it's essentially that idea. Clark Kent says, I'm not gonna be Superman anymore. I'm going to run for president. And I get a little power hungry. And Lex goes, I'm gonna put on the suit, which he's done before. So um, <laughs> So I mean obviously just a little examples of how we would go about this. So Aaron.
2: Swap, swap Jareth and Sarah oh, and Labyrinth. <laughs> you guys
3: are
0: just vibing tonight. Right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> you just make out later. Make yeah, okay. <laughs> no, so, like, you think, like, Jareth is saving Toby from this obvious bad, you know... Abusive, fit, abusive older sister. Yeah, abusive older sister. Bad family life. They're always fighting the mom is bad like so he's saving them and then of course sarah's like no i have to get him back because i'll get in trouble if he goes away so that's my swap (laughs) well
6: now i have to think of an entirely different one sorry it's okay Are
1: are we changing the plot or are we changing the the roles because my original thought was changing the roles and i would love to see the the dynamic shift between the smurfs and gargamel (laughs) <laughs> and have the entire movie about these tiny, tiny creepy things that
2: are swarming, that are swarming poor, poor, this poor man sorcerer. that lives in the
1: woods and trying to eat
4: him <laughs> that works too that, that, that's that, kind of that, terrifying that's, that's awesome. <laughs>
5: yeah. poor Gargamel funny enough again like I know I brought up Buffy before but like that show does it constantly the villain to hero hero to villain thing because again Spike, Angel Willow like I'm sure there are others I'm missing here but, Faith. What's up, Faith. Yeah, Faith. Faith was both. Again, right. like, everyone, like, most characters in that show have been the hero and the villain. Like, and a villainous villain, too. Not just, like... Fuffy. Oh,
2: yeah. In the, in the um, Psych Ward episode, where she starts oh, going yeah. after her friends, because yeah. she thinks...
5: Yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone's kind of taken their turn at being... But, I mean, it makes it very interesting.
1: I <laughs> like the idea of shows that have actually done it. And I think a couple of people here might be able to tell me what TV show I'm talking about when I just go, angels, they're a bunch of dicks. Supernatural.
3: Yes. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. I haven't watched enough of that show. Oh, it's... I really I haven't.
4: started to and just eventually, I got like six episodes in and it's like, oh, holy crap, that. there's like 14 seasons of this yeah, on no. now. Oh, wait, <laughs> you only just have to watch the watch first, first,
5: five. first, just the first, first five. five and you're, gonna, you're, the first five five you're good. I'm <laughs> you
4: still
1: watching. They had one bad season, but then they, they picked it back up again.
5: It's fun, but it just doesn't have the arc that the first five seasons had. But no, Supernatural does a great job at um, really switching roles Flipping it up. with that. It's yeah. Yeah. Oh, a really
2: good one. I'm trying
5: to think. <laughs> well, what was your idea
2: then? If, I'm sorry I took your characters. But what was your... What was your idea? Almost yeah. point for point exactly what you said. <laughs> <laughs> really like the same person Yes, I so awesome. awesome.
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, there was already the hero that was the villain of that film that wasn't either of the two of them. It was a little worm in the wall. Like, yes! It's just oh, Don't if you just that went way. that way you'd go right to the end <laughs> It's just yeah, like And then it, if it had little hands, it would have just been like rubbing them in the eye <laughs> um.
1: There's plenty, I mean, you could do it with virtually anything and yeah. especially even in the world of cartoons take any cartoon and switch the dynamic, or if you want to go uh, stuff that wouldn't really change take James Bond Oh, James yeah. Bond goes yeah. evil, and Goldfinger goes good. It's basically, basically the same, same movie, thing. You just swapped <laughs> their like names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. Just who's good? Hey, I got a the great one. Jessica Fletcher, murder she wrote. Murder, she wrote. She kills she's all the people actually, and
0: writes all the stories no, no, She's
4: actually been the murderer for every episode, and she just frames these poor people. Oh, my <laughs> God. great. And brilliant. everyone believes her because well,
2: she's, she's, a mur- she's a murder was, writer. Yeah. So obviously she knows what she's talking about, and that's amazing. That next
0: book's that not going to come out without me.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, if we're
6: going to go TV series, nice then, um, oh, that's amazing. then why not say um, Neil Caffrey? From White
3: Collar, <gasps> yes. I can't speak to that because I don't know White Collar. Oh my God! But Neil
6: Caffrey from White Collar would be a, he he'd be a fantastic villain. In fact, he sort of starts out as the villain of the series, but you you love him he, again. He's it helps that
2: he is gorgeous.
6: gorgeous. Yeah, I'm straight. <laughs> and he's
1: like one of the sexiest men alive. God, right? Yeah. Right? Totally.
6: Yeah. Um. But yeah, him as a villain, where he you know he, he doesn't end up using all of his powers for for good instead of evil and he ends up going sort of down the dark path of this that and the other thing and you know all of the dark ways that you have to do to get those you know get those cons get that that priceless piece of artwork and all the
1: people that get hurt along the way the thing that tj brought up with the murder she wrote just it just popped in my head they kind of did that dexter he's killing everyone and then solving the crimes and pointing them towards someone else
4: I'll um, be honest, I never watched yeah. Dexter, so...
5: I haven't watched that either. It was... I could get a couple episodes in, but again, I get really weird with, like, anything. Yeah, complete. I got a couple episodes mm.
2: into it. and I just didn't yeah. say catch um, me
4: like I
5: wanted to uh,
4: yeah. um, do. What was the one with James Gardner? They make fun of it on Preston Steve all the time. Oh, um, uh,
2: Rockford Files.
4: The Rockford Files. Every... Every time you get invited over to their house, somebody no,
2: that's heart to heart.
4: Oh, that's heart to heart. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Heart to heart. Because Mrs. heart,
2: she's gorgeous
4: Yeah, um, you get invited over, over yeah. to the Hearts for dinner, and somebody dies. And really, it's the, the Hearts are bored, and they're just killing people. <laughs> well, so the, you never questions. invite
2: Jessica yeah. Fletcher. Somebody in some place, because someone's going to die wherever she goes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah.
4: So, oh no, Hercule Poirot is here. Crack! I need to <laughs> <love> leave. <laughs> I think if I would do a flip, I think it would be
0: interesting to watch Indiana Jones be the bad guy,
3: <gasps>
0: Indi- and he's taking kickbacks from the school or museums and putting priceless, priceless artifacts from their and you're
6: taking countries. them from their, yeah. their cultures, yeah. yes. and these
0: people are like, no, we're doing, this is a, a religious thing that we do, and it's part of our culture. You're here to destroy our culture, and he's like, yes, I am, and make money off of it.
3: Right. That would
0: be really interesting to see that completely flipped. Everybody's the villain from a
4: certain point of view. Oh yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> it would also be interesting to see Doctor Who as the villain if he was somehow paying. I mean, he's lived forever. You put one dollar in a normal investment bank, and he's going to have billions and billions to play with in inter interspatial currency. If he's hiring aliens to come in and then defeating them to make himself look like the worked hero,
0: worked in Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Granted, Fry blew it all on a can of Sargean sardines. Spies. Or <laughs> you go know,
5: the Doctor Who route where he's the one survivor. And he's like, oh, my planet, everyone. And he was the one who murdered them all. <laughs> well, he kind of <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that is like ultimate villain act. So it's kind of...
3: <laughs> hey, did, what do there. they say?
1: The um, the victor gets to write the history, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: the one history survivor is written gets by to the say what happened. Alright Hmm uh,
1: Another
3: fun fine. one
0: Red Bull Gets to kill The last unicorn You monster <laughs> Just because I hadn't stated I was going to say There's a <laughs> distinctive
6: so Lack of last unicorning In this I know I podcast. realized that
0: too I'm like <laughs> Most dangerously close To the end and It hasn't come up yet And I'm like I gotta fix that real fast so. Especially
6: with the three Of us I know I know Right
0: Alright uh, Any last The ones. Care Bears The Care Bears
5: <laughs> Oh god
6: Care Bears would be terrifying would be Again you talk about Like little swarming animals That are just gonna come And wreck your shit mm. Yeah
5: Well I mean like The Care Bears would be like Communism But they would be A very
4: happy <laughs> Communism is just a red herring. <laughs> Mr. Green was actually Mr. But Mr. they
5: all live <laughs> in their little, like, happy land, work together, and they work hard, and all together, in equality, and blah. But then again, like, if you just want to flip that a little bit, they could be postponed. Sure.
4: See, but I'm not as scared as the Care Bears. Of no, the Care Bears, as I am as the Smurfs because the Smurfs there just seems to be an endless number of them That's because true. you just keep seeing like they should around there's
2: only one woman
4: yeah uh, <laughs> don't we don't like have
2: sprout from pods or something like I think they do yeah. like yeah but the, mushrooms really the yeah. Care
4: Bears there was a limited number and I'm pretty were- sure I can punt them farther
6: not if they Care Bear stare your ass. Yeah. Ooh, they okay. Care Bear stare you, they going to or Care or, or Care Cousins, call Care Cousins yeah. call. because yeah. they had they had like
0: deaf and blind, so right? They
6: but they also innocent. had Thankfully, like lions and tigers. So they had like yeah. the Jungle Crew from the Care Bear or Cousins. Yeah. I'm sorry, the Care Bear Cousins could probably
4: wreck
5: your shit. I'm just
4: saying. Yeah. Uh, I'm not so re- re-
5: propaganda from the communist Care Bears
0: brought to you by Hasbro.
6: My Little Ponies. Ooh, My Little Ponies. be some distinctive villains as well too
2: now we've
4: just run into let's see if we can screw with our childhood heroes pretty much (laughs) accurate
2: Oh, and the main nothing. evil person of them all, Teddy Ruxpin. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, Teddy <laughs> Ruxpin He's already a villain. Bill is not here, yes. so we
3: can.
6: <laughs> Teddy is terrifying.
0: Yeah, oh. I was going to say my buddy's a little bit creepier. They did
6: that though, the Chucky movies. Yeah. And the yeah. first Chucky yeah. movie was actually one of the very first horror movies I ever saw, and that was really terrifying. Again, why don't do clowns or like little talking doll things? Nope, mm. nope, and, and one all I the nope.
4: And I, even as a kid, I said, "Wow, kid." Can't you just pick it up by the hair and walk away with it? No, he stabs you. (laughs) Yes, and I'm pretty sure my hand is longer than his arms. If I just hold him here, I can hit him into a wall and then chuck him into the fireplace. (laughs) I don't know why I'm holding him here where he can choke me. On on that subject, Rob and I watched a movie
1: once um, about killer ants. And they would destroy the town and <laughs> kill everyone. And we're going, couldn't you just get a hose? <laughs> <laughs> As I, it was like, the question was like, oh my god, what are we going to do? I don't know, step on them?
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not walk? talking like
2: big ants,
1: we're
5: talking like regular. No, no, regular sized ants. ants. No,
1: it's based Seriously. on real ants that will eat, they yeah. will eat flesh and kill, but it was the idea that hundreds of them were swarming this town.
5: That's like the hundreds. ginger dead man with Gary that Busey. Oh, ginger <laughs> dead man.
4: Yes, it's <laughs> a first <ginger> of <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could eat it.
6: <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what we haven't done yet? Okay, and me just laughing totally reminded me of this. Before we close out, we definitely all need to give our best maniacal villain laugh.
0: We will Yay! when we say goodbye, oh, and everybody so good. says goodbye. Yes! We'll, we'll, we'll go and do that. So, all right. Uh, so let's uh, before we get to our MFK, let's do the final piece, which is villains on tour. If uh, if you could move a villain from one universe into another, who would you move, and to what universe? Um, question. Yes. Are they
6: allowed to team up with other villains already in
2: that universe?
0: No, it's like an exchange program. Okay. So if, like, you take Voldemort... You can't have Voldemort and Vader join forces. <laughs> Voldemort goes oh. over to Star Wars and...
4: Yeah. Uh, I'll Wait, I have, uh, just okay. take one of
6: mine, but yeah.
4: Now I have uh, a question yes. about... Do they take their resources with them? <clears throat> if they have their powers, yes. No, and I, if they uh, needed those to fuel their abilities... I'm not talking about powers, I'm means- talking weapons, business weapons, like but if business and money is no. They if got took
6: Lex, Lex Luthor, you wouldn't necessarily get yeah. Lex Luthor's bank accounts yeah. in like a Marvel universe. Yeah. No, I that, okay. that I doesn't
4: think you m-
0: should. Well no. Uh if you if have, he
6: could then build an empire okay. in that then maybe. okay.
0: if you have an iconic weapon that is part of your villain, yes. But if okay. the iconic <laughs> is well, uh, icon is wealth well if they're smart enough to earn that kind of wealth, I'm sure they can find a way to do it in a different currency. Okay. Because why are U.S. dollars going to matter in galactic credits? You know? Good point. So. Okay.
5: Um, I would want Yzma to do a traveling, like, tutelage service for villains. And she would just hop <laughs> from universe to universe and, expl- and, like, bitch about stupid henchmen and... <laughs>
0: So it's kind of like it's a Tony explained. Robbins circuit.
5: Yeah, yeah. I think you need to remind people Yzma where it's from. Because it's um, not a person oh. oh,
6: gosh. pull so the, the lever. lever.
5: No, 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 no. See, and that's my maniacal. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so you're, she's just.
5: Hopping from, yeah.
0: Well, just take one universe. Which universe would she go into? I
5: don't have. She's just hopping. Everywhere. From she's all. going
1: to every universe. Yes.
5: Okay, she's offering her services.
1: Okay, <laughs> uh, I want to swap the heroes. Can't yeah, can. swap the villains? Just swap the villain. Oh, whatever. Fine. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't <laughs> happen, I don't know who the villain is in this one, though.
0: Okay, what? well you can just move it into the universe. You don't have to.
1: Okay, then we're gonna change. take we're gonna take the um, the evil Flash. Who's the evil Flash? Reverse flash? flash. Reverse Flash. We're gonna take Reverse Flash and put him into the world of Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes please. <laughs> Ironically, those are both owned by the same company. Yeah. So what <laughs> If we Could got Scooby another possible. new uh, Scooby
1: doing Batman,
0: why yes. can't we get that? Looney Tunes meets the DC Universe. Mm-hmm.
1: And on the side note on that, I would like uh underdog to fight the kaiju. Oh man. That was my other that one. That'd be a good be. fight. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: I I would yeah.
6: pay
5: to see that. Yeah. Okay. I think he's still getting eaten. But... <laughs> yeah.
1: That's
0: kind of wonderful. Both yeah, of those. Yeah, I, I kind of really want both of those now. I like
5: okay. it.
3: <laughs>
0: um, who's next?
2: I'll go. Okay. Um, I want Q from Star Trek: The Next Generation to go into the world of Firefly. Ooh, and, nice! And land on Fire uh, on Serenity. Oh my God. That <laughs> would be yeah, that's you. What hell that
5: reeks.
0: Um. Down. For me, I would take Mojo Jojo from Powerpuff Girls yes. and put that into the new Planet of the Apes film.
5: Yes!
3: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> because as they're learning to speak, he's just like, what is wrong with you?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet you have a DVD player
3: flashing 12, 12, 12, 12, 12.
1: <laughs> Still best
0: menu screen for... A- Ever. and it was this he randomly would just wander past the screen on the title screen for the DVD yelling with you why you haven't chosen a selection <laughs> what is it? taking so long <laughs> it's not hard, push a button a of I love them so much
6: but so that would great. be so would amazing
0: be because it's like the war with point. the humans is happening meanwhile the apes are having their little like political structure war and then Mojo goes in the mix and just everything goes tits up <laughs> <laughs>
6: Um, If I had to swap two villains, I would kind of want to see what happens if you would swap Magneto and Voldemort.
3: Ooh.
0: Interesting.
6: Because you're taking somebody who has magical powers and putting him into the world of mutants, where he could technically be considered a mutant, being that he's magical, but he might not even see himself that way. So he might see, you know, like, let's push down all the mutants... And then still have me on top of everything. Or he might see them as other magical creatures and want to raise them all up and control all of them. Um, And you sort of have a similar effect with Magneto going into the world of Harry Potter. And how that would play out. Because, again, he thinks he's battling, you know, he's battling all the regular humans for the good of the mutants. Um, And whereas Voldemort was all about, you know, creating the greater good and, you know, squashing all the humans. uh, all All the muggles, I should say. And creating a better society for wizards. So they sort of have similar game plans. But it would be interesting to me to see how they would go about doing it.
3: Yeah.
5: That would be really interesting. Right?
6: <laughs> hmm. Sorry, mine's a lot more serious. No, no, actually. You know. actually, no, it's really I, complex.
5: It that, like... does, that works really well.
4: Any others? Um, so the reason I asked about resources is because my first idea was I'd bring Doctor Doom to the DC universe and have him face off against Wonder Woman. Hmm. But, I
0: mean, with Doctor Doom, I could understand if you were like, does he bring like Doombots and such? Or? No, I meant Lavaria.
4: Well, that's a kinda... country that he rules, but it's also it's it's its own unique place. So, hmm, I don't know. Um, because if he brought that over, then it's basically. But that's his fortress.
0: I, I, I could see him bring his fortress with him. No, no I'm talking
4: about the whole country because the, the, the idea would be it's an ambassador versus an ambassador. It's two countries facing off against It would be interesting to see the Amazonians <laughs> yeah. and the Latverians go toe-to-toe. That mm-hmm. could be pretty cool. Um, it be
2: a fun crossover.
4: But given that he can't bring Latveria, my... Um, <clears throat> the, second, the other thing I would do... The, the other villain swap I would do is bring uh, the rogues from The Flash, Captain Cold, Mirror Master, Heat Wave, heat wave <laughs> and I'd set them up against the Avengers and watch them, like, utterly destroy them.
0: <laughs> Actually, another fun one, too, if you want to go comic book-wise, too, Lex Luthor and Elcor versus Tony Stark and Stark Industries. Yeah.
6: Ooh, yeah. Oh Yeah. That would be a really great
2: rich boy fun. head off. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah a, a giant, massive tech war between those two. That
4: would be so. It also
2: much be fun. a God. dick measuring contest as well. Absolutely. We <laughs> <do>. <laughs> or,
4: or, t- um, Kingpin versus Batman. Oh
2: yeah. yeah.
0: You can see that? Yeah. Granted, Kingpin just probably goes down, but yeah, crime <laughs> um, boss versus.
6: Who would you want to put in the Buffy van, in the Buffy verse? Like, what villain would you want to see in the Buffy verse?
5: Oh God. That's a good question.
6: Like, would you want to see a superhero villain, or would you want to see somebody like, you know, would you want to see like a Joker? I would see or a Slither? superhero villain in the yeah. Buffy
5: verse because mm-hmm. they like, you know, they're so pop culture savvy. I feel like that would just be like an icing on the cake type of thing. What if you but keep it within the same Whedon verse and do Jubilee early?
6: Ooh, Jubilee, early, yes. Mm-hmm. Jubal Can I call you it Jubal? Yeah that's
2: right Jubal I, I Are you with the alliance?
6: Yeah. Well I've never thought of myself as a lion uh-huh. But I do have
2: a mighty roar <laughs> um,
6: Or even if you're gonna go like that'd monsters into the Buffyverse Like Reavers going into the Buffyverse too Cause she would wreck their shit Yeah She would She would go all She and River Tam would be like twinsies on that like, they, they, Oh my god yeah. that'd be
5: awesome
0: <laughs> Another fun one too that I just thought of as well both Ridley Scott films take the aliens and go set them into Avatar and end the Avatar Ooh, franchise. <laughs> but then think you. about Navi versions of xenomorphs. <laughs> that would be kind of amusing,
4: I think. They're
2: kitty xenomorphs.
4: They would be giant
2: kitty, <laughs> giant blue kitty xenomorphs.
5: Predator.
4: in the Buffy verse. Predator. Oh god,
5: that'd be awesome. Yes, mm. they did.
4: Adam. That wasn't. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah.
5: that
3: sucked. Predator. <laughs> know, Predator
0: makes it more it sense more. than Adam did in season four, yeah, so it's okay. does.
3: Yeah,
6: or put like the Terminator into the Walking Ooh. Dead
3: to oh, see if the God. humans let him
6: just go wreck shit on all the zombies, or if they like try and control him and make it like you know turn him into one of theirs kind of thing.
1: That'd be interesting. Predator and
6: Terminator
4: two. Mm.
3: Did they make yeah. that movie? No, <laughs> Predator and Terminator.
4: Robocop versus Terminator? Joe
0: Bluth Law and Order. Oh my, God. <laughs>
3: yes. my name
0: is Joe. No. <laughs> every moment of every episode. I would love to Alright. So any last things?
5: Kat? I realized because I looked over at Jada's thing and the giant um <laughs> the giant, yeah, the giant burr. burr. The we missed strong, a, man. yeah, we missed a very important thing in either the hero villain swap, or I mean, like Hamilton and Burr are so interchangeable in uh, the the musical
0: because they're both assholes in real life.
5: But thing? it's like mm-hmm. no matter which way you look at it, you can find like it's this cycle. You mm-hmm. can find Hamilton as the hero, or you can re, you know, listen to it with Burr as the hero, the tragic hero, like mm-hmm. or both are. Oh my god, it's just a cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that works. But it needed a mention. Yes. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, we are actually doing spot on on time, so we are actually ten minutes out from the end. So I think that means it's time to uh, close the show with our villains' version of the MFK. Um, so tonight I figured I'll take a little from each of the normal areas. So we're gonna do the Emperor from Star Wars. We originally were thinking Darth Vader, but I think the Emperor's in more like more of the proper fit. Who was the bigger villain? Uh, we're going to do Voldemort from Harry Potter. And from comic books, I figured Lex Luthor or the Joker. I'm not sure which you guys prefer.
3: Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor? Let's
0: do Lex Luthor. So, all right, so, uh, so Voldemort, Lex Luthor, or the Emperor. Uh, and let's start with
4: TJ. Okay. I'd marry the Emperor. I'd uh, fuck Lex Luthor, and I'd kill Voldemort.
5: Interesting. Reason
4: beings yeah, on reason. any of them. Um,
5: that was very decisive, too.
4: Voldemort, because God, what a whiny little bitch! Oh. <laughs> and probably out of the three of the, three of them, the easiest one to kill. Uh, you don't know. No, ma- it took them six books. <laughs> you know,
6: it, it.
4: It, it only took them three books because he was already dead. You know, at the start. He had to be resurrected. So, uh, I'd marry the Emperor because the Force is a good power to have and he's got an empire. And you don't cheat on Lex Luthor because he kills you. So, you cheat with Lex Luthor because that gives him power. I think,
0: regardless of whoever you cheat on, you're going to die. So. Well,
4: yes, but, you know, (laughs) the Emperor. (laughs) <laughs> he has the Empire. There you
5: go. Alright, well, I would definitely kill the Emperor, because, ew, no. And, I mean, again, he just—he really creeped me out. Which makes him a good villain, but he creeped me the fuck out. Um, I would marry Lex Luthor, because he's ambitious, and I can respect that, and I'm ambitious, and so we could do our, you know, separately do our things, and kind of meet up, and power summit, whatever. And then, um... I would fuck Voldemort because, well, he keeps coming anyway.
0: <laughs> Nicely done. This is going back to your evil pun thing?
4: Yes.
2: Here. I will, I will follow up, Kat, because I have the exact same reasoning for almost all of those. <laughs> Except for Voldemort. I feel like, like we are all on the same page here I because I have exactly the same things as well, too. And is that like, because it's the emperor is just ew. Yeah. just Kill the emperor. Ew. And fuck Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. Mary Lex Luthor. Yeah. Lex Luthor, you know, a businessman, high powered. I could totally be on his I arm. Live on I could on his money for because, a while. That's fine. But as TJ said, you don't cheat on him. So before you get married to him, you fuck Voldemort. Get that out of your system. He's crazy so you know it's going to be good and bad. And that's it. And then you marry really like a so right? Exactly. Yeah. That's
6: that's pretty much
2: it. Um and I,
6: honestly, I feel like the, the the women in this team are a little united here because I think yes. exactly the yeah. same reasoning. Palpatine's just icky. Like, sorry, yeah. He's he's got world domination plans, but he's also got very large bank accounts, so you know, I could live off of that money and just be
2: like, "Yeah, honey, you go do your thing." Yep. Yeah, I know. uh, Superman's bad, babe. Oh, I know.
3: Did
6: you have a Did you have a good time plotting world domination today?
2: Is your sister coming over? Especially if she's Lena Luthor from Supergirl. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> Kenny.
3: <laughs>
6: Oh,
1: <laughs> I'm going to go slightly different on this. Shock. Um, first, for me, the obvious choice is to marry Lex Luthor. And that is because he's not that bad. He's not like he's crazy. But if you're thinking of him from especially from like the movies and stuff, he's not a horrible person. He's got dreams of domination, but he's not horrible. Plus, In, as we said, the villain's inevitable defeat, if you married the emperor and they defeat, when a dictator gets thrown down, the wife goes down with them. Mm -hmm. If someone just does something bad, the wife inherits all of their money. And Lex <laughs> Luthor has a lot And of you it. set
6: up a couple charitable foundations yes, for orphans good.
1: and shit and then, shit, you're, and then, then you're fine. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely marrying Lex Luthor. You're going to enjoy a rich lavish lifestyle until he gets taken down and then you're just going to take all his money and be famous.
6: Guys, guys, I just realized we all agreed to be Melania Trump. I'm just going to say <laughs> <Yeah. that. laughs>
1: Then it comes down to who do you have sex with and who do you kill between Voldemort and the Emperor. And I think I'm going to have to kill Voldemort. Reason being, he is just too sadistic and has magical powers. And he's the type of guy that I would see hiss at you, do petrois stonem, whatever it is, make you just not be able to move, then laugh <laughs> as he takes his wand and sticks it down the urethra like like I'm not down with that. He would be creepy, he would do these horrible things, he would twirl me around <laughs> on the end of it, and like it's it's no. It's, I, I, Especially I, if he had the elder wand. Plus who oh. doesn't have
3: the elder even no, I'm spelling Armas at that point. Like, you're
1: just done. Doesn't he have, like, spiky teeth or something, too? <laughs> no, he just doesn't
6: have a nose. Yeah. He doesn't have a just,
1: nose, that's all do. it He's is. He's just, like, yeah. snake face. Yeah. Alright, I'm, I'm still. I don't trust him to give me head, no matter what. I
6: mean, if you don't have a nose, you're. From the female not perspective, yet. that might not be a bad thing. Then yeah, but, it comes I down mean, to the
1: Emperor. <laughs> so, we're going to now have yeah. sex with yeah. the Emperor, which. Could be fun in its own right. He's got that electrical power, so your vibrators are never going to run out of batteries. You <laughs> just touch them and charge them. Yeah,
2: him. that's not a thing.
1: No, 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 not zapping me, zapping the vibrator to keep it going. What I this? thought,
6: no, you're talking about you having sex with the Emperor, not yes. us. We all agreed to kill oh, him. Oh, no,
1: we can do fun things with, there's vibrating pussies, I'm sure. There's I, also, no, that's what I'm saying, he can do. Then um, the other thing is, he's old. And you hear a lot of times like, Oh, you want a cougar? This you want someone with experience that he's probably got a lot of tricks up his sleeves. And there's some perverse part of me that goes, He's an evil guy. So it might be fun to just hear his hips snap at that one point. So we'll go with that. You're going to, you're going to marry Luther, kill Voldemort and then have crazy sex where he can't walk afterwards and is in a cast with the emperor. It's, you know what that's actually not as bad as we've gotten with quite a that's
3: few in the past. No, that's
2: the that's
0: So I'll allow it
2: I kept, I kept the tamed. Tamed.
0: no nothing will ever be I worse do. than the, the, the Disney princess <laughs> one that we did we were, we, we just... <laughs> no no stop no, we, we don't need to go back I, I don't want to go back
4: there but my brain's like please just we, we need to this, this, that's right okay. it's
6: fully operational yeah.
0: <laughs> oh dear god
4: I honestly don't even think you need to go, no offense, but yeah, I'm not sure how no. you top that. Stop that. It's
0: yours. I really can't, I really can't stop that.
4: Um,
0: I can oh my just, I'll just give my short, short version because I think everything that can be said has been said. Um, so yeah, Voldemort's the one gonna die. My reason was, well, he's got snakes and I don't like snakes and well, that's not as interesting or as... Involved as um, (laughs) Cock and ball torture So uh, (laughs) Maybe
2: next time Kenny should go last
0: (laughs) Usually Normally I do mine last And then I can wrap the the show up But now I'm just My brain hurts (laughs) Uh, Oh God damn it The emperor is the married choice And you You honeymoon While he has a Business trip where he's like, I have to go like Chris and the Death Star 2. I'll be seeing you in a couple of days. Sure, honey, have a good one. And, and uh, then you sleep with Lex because, just as you all put it, that Lex is just. The better bet, so because it's <laughs> Metropolis is the big sprawling, you know, wonderful place to to live. It's like living on Madison Avenue in New York and everything. Gold plated
6: less- penthouse in Metropolis. Uh, I'm telling you guys, we just all agreed to be Millennium. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, because Lex Luthor has better taste and yes, actually disclosed smart. his tax returns. This
5: <laughs> is Very intelligent. Let's right. roll it back. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs>
0: I don't want to have to go through and start <laughs> bleeping things, but, um, but yeah, so I'm gonna, mine will be relatively tame. So, okay. So, um, but yeah, I you know the, the fun thing with the Lex thing is that you can kind of pick on him a little bit. And as you mentioned, you know, oh, this did Superman make you upset, but then it's says like, so the real estate scheme didn't work again. <laughs> you would learn from this by now, but hey, it's all okay. All right. All right. So that was, uh, episode 43. And we always we end, very, very end on the high note that we do with the MFK. So before we end, let's go around the room and do our maniacal laugh, uh, <laughs> starting with Kenny, and then we'll I'll start bouncing it around, and then I'll I'll take us out of here with our quick plugs,
1: and then we'll see you next month. So Kenny, your best maniacal laugh. laugh. All right, we're gonna do it as a maniacal smirk. <laughs>
5: I'm afraid. Let's get okay. nightmare. Um, I'm leaving.
0: <laughs> and if you're going to do this really loud, please back far up.
2: Jada, anywhere. back farther. Jada, actually, climb out the window. Open the window. Climb out.
0: And project up and not at the mic. Jada, go ahead. <laughs> Nicely done, DJ. <laughs> Aaron.
5: Excuse me. Got <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to do the ease my kitty, because it's just how it goes. Wait. Oh, no, I know. I'm blanking mm-hmm. on it. The ease my kitty.
0: Stop doing it. I can do it, and then you do have it. to come up okay. with a new <laughs> one.
5: Oh, no, <laughs> but it's the <So>, kitty. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> there you go, there it is.
6: That was really witchy. I like it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I just did mine, and <laughs> that hurt my throat, so...
3: Oh.
0: <laughs> so Oh, good. Uh, all right. So, cheap plugs real quick. Uh, obviously, this was episode 43, our villains episode. Our next episode coming up. Uh, I think I know where we're going to go, and I think I'll say it now, is we're going to do not just musicals, but music, but musicals will be the prime focus. <laughs> of the next episode. It may be a smaller cast. No girls. Uh, because no, <laughs> I, uh, I will need a much, much help and actually may ask to not even host the next episode, but I will be a part of it to help kind of pull things together. Uh, but my knowledge of musicals is not... On point, but I know people have been wanting to do this for a while. Uh, but you can always make sure you can head over to Game Chop Records and our good friend DJ com to check out the music that you hear in the beginning of this podcast. You can always find more about us through the Next Level Radio Online.com website. There's tons of other great podcasts for you to check out, like the Showcast Spotlight, DC Primetime, which is our weekly comic book show that I do uh, that covers. Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Nail Black, Lightning, and soon Titans. So, uh, looking forward to that kicking off soon. And uh, the shows just came off of break, but there's tons of other podcasts you check out. And with that, we'll say goodbye and see you next
3: month. Bye! Goodbye! I was trying to harmonize. <laughs>